listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Imagine if this was the last rhyme I ever wrote, the last words that I ever spoke. Nope, I'ma keep serving them because there's somebody out there that never even heard of him or the songs I be murdering. Now it's a whole herd of men that following this footstep. I did it all to get a rep and it worked out. Now my sisters Kirk out when they hear me on the radio. Here we go with the steady flow. I'm the best since sliced bread, but you already know how it goes when me and Tay be composing over instrumentals like Holding. We not hot niggas scolding I told men, but it's only now you wanna listen So get close, please pay attention Here's a few things I like to mention The B, the I, the G, the P, the O, the O, the H There is none greater The L, the B, the J, the L is here forever Money, so see me later Stats away, plenty sheets of paper The shit is perfected and we hit the majors See, I said you niggas couldn't cage us The men feeble, the tips was out Outrageous. It ain't a party till we hit the stages Rapper Pooh signing off, see you in the funny papers, funny papers. Ha. You can bet your life on it, you gon' see me, man I'm a rock, rockin' you don't Freak, freakin' you don't To the beatin' you don't Shoot, lickin' you don't Think I will, but I won't stop uh, I think I will, but I won't stop uh, Rock, rockin' you don't Freak, freakin' you don't To the beatin' you don't Shoot, lickin' you don't Big cool when he don't stop uh, And ninth wonder he don't stop Even though most of our albums are poorly promoted And all the magazines probably won't even quote it J-League never running or falling We got tight to steal y'all spotlight And y'all won't even know it One time for Big Crew Cause he quit eating steak And two times for Ninth Wonder Cause he setting it straight And three times to that hoe From the 814 That moved in Got kicked out and caught on tape <laughs> Just a little bit of time Is all that we granted on this planet For us to get our little bit of shine So if y'all wanna get a line Then talk to Big Doe Cause ain't shit free But the spirit of my rhymes I hear it all the time LB ain't on the same shit So innovative Y'all the next best thing Whatever, I just laugh with it Cause today's fan is tomorrow's rap critic One day they giving you the thumbs up The next, they telling knife to go and switch his drums up The best is what they expect But why they won't let the music just be what it is Is anybody's guess so well If y'all feeling this, y'all ain't gotta analyze it This shit is dope but we ain't changing up In the West Philadelphia, born and raised On the playground where I spend most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing and cool and I'll shoot and beep all outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight. I'm sorry. You sound like, uh, first of all, the beginning <laughs> of that, the end of that sounds good. It sounds like the rap from the show. Oh. The beginning of that sounded like you were doing Dolomite. <laughs> I was trying to concentrate because, you know, I get nervous when you ask me to do it, so I fuck it up. I was like, okay, concentrate, Karen. Yeah. Hmm, signify monkey. Some <laughs> shit like that. Because <laughs> I am the baddest in yes, all of the towns. Yes, I am. But uh, you listen to the Blackout Tips podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is the Blackout Tips with your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're live on Vocal on Saturday a little later than sat on Saturday morning, but Saturday morning indeed. Um, just barely beat the buzzer, and uh, we're doing some uh, feedback today. Yes, we are, sir. So, uh, that means all the people that know how to contact the show, you guys, uh, whatever you had to say, we're about to feature that on the show and uh, respond to it and um, read the reviews that you guys wrote us on iTunes, as long as they're what, Karen? Five stars. If they're five-star reviews, they will get read. Mm-hmm. If they are not five-star reviews, however, 
Mm-mm. We don't care. That's a name of my brother. Um, but yeah, we, so we do that. Then we read the emails that we get at the blackout tips at gmail.com, uh, phone calls, uh, that where people left voicemails at 704-557-0186, uh, the black phone, um, and, uh, also comments <laughs> and stuff from the blackout tips.com where we house all of this information. This is where you can go to find our podcast. This is where you can go to, um, you know, uh, leave comments on our podcast. You can leave. We have a poll after every episode. You can vote in the poll, mm-hmm. leave comments directly on the poll, and we go and read those too. And, uh, you know, just basically generally weigh in uh, with the discussions that have been had on the show. You know, a lot of times people hit us up on Twitter and stuff, and they go, hey, man, what's the email? And I say, nigga, I'm not answering that question no more. Hell Me either. I, I don't. I'm, I, you know, it was an executive decision. And so, no, I don't answer any, anything that you want to know. You got a smartphone in your hand that you probably sent that question to me. Mm-hmm. You could have went to the site. Smartphones, dumb people. That's what I say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and um, you can go to the blackouttips.com slash about to find out all that information. Uh, of course, the Twitter accounts, I'm Rodimus Prime on Twitter. I am Say That Again, that is in D-A-T. The show Twitter is T-B-G-W-T, which stands for The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, and uh, if you use the hashtag T-B-G-W-T when you talk about the show, uh, it's easier for us to kind of keep track of what's being said and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, even some of the people that are haters of the show use that that so we can see what they're saying. Uh, they do. They want the if if nothing else, they be sure they get that right. If yeah. nothing else makes sense, it's like man, the fact that we have that much impact on people, where they are still using the hashtag years after we have summarily dissed their ass. Say that again. Like, it, it feels good to know that I cause that kind of pain and anger mm-hmm. in someone else's life that, you know, a couple years later, they're still thinking about the podcast. Like, that's amazing. I'm glad we're that important to them. Yeah. You know you, you know you want this. You know you love this. Right. We still on your mind. Was it good to you? <laughs> did you like it like that? Did we give, did, was it unforgettable? Because you keep coming back for more. Because <laughs> uh, you can you can um, donate to the show, theblackouttips.com, and there's a donate button in the top right-hand corner. You can do one-time donations, recurring donations, mm-hmm. completely up to you. We treat all of them the same, um, and we appreciate the people that you know take the time out to give to the show because that's what keeps the show going, man. Um, and uh, some of the stuff we talked about this week, people were like, I want to put something on the donation plate. It's like, well, it's not church. Uh, <laughs> it's not pay for I, agreement. I know. We do we do we need donation music? Yeah, our show gonna end up turning into uh, uh us just making the most uh points that our audience will agree with. <laughs> yeah, I know, so right? We get money and shit. We selling out. Like you know what else? Uh, the Giants are now my favorite football team because most of our listeners are in New York. So uh, donate button is a uh, blackout tips. All right, so. <laughs> All right that'll um, never happen. First thing, right? Mm-hmm. First things first, man. Um, let me. Uh, oh yeah. Also, I did call that Giants Eagles game to the to the fucking special teams moment and everything. Told y'all. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, let's get some props to the people that donated to the show, man. We appreciate the people that take the time out to do that uh, because that's what keeps the show going. Uh, as uh, Adam Carolla would say, keeps the power ship afloat. Yes, it does. Professor LCH donated to the show. Thank you, baby. She looked out for us. We appreciate. You know, got that notification of donation received. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, lady. Roger W. 
he donated to the show. Thank you, Roger. All the way out of Missouri. Wow, you far away, buddy. Thank you. He like up there. He literally is the black guy who tips. Yes, he is the only one in the whole state. Because he's also (laughs) the black guy. That's right. Everywhere he goes, he's the one guy. Uh, We got a recurring donation from my man Damian Jackson. and for real uh marcia h marcia 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 with the recurring donation 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 thank you sweetie see you next month uh my homie leonard brothers put in on this uh, leonard brothers you. media you know also on twitter and stuff y'all check him out please do y'all very dedicated listener man like yes he is the one thing i can't say about leonard brother if he fucks with you he fucks with you. Right. Like, I was like, ah, yeah, he I'll be a good this, dude. I'll be looking at Twitter. It's like, about to re-listen to the show. I'm like, re-listen? You, didn't you listen long? <laughs> like, damn. Because he'd be like, I'll be in the chat room. I'm missing shit. I got to go back and re-listen to the jokes I missed. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's too much alcohol in that blackout tips glass. Ah, <laughs> he be drinking on. He black, probably drinking now. He's like, the blackout who tips and just wake up. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the, did they talk about Obama? I don't, I don't know. know Let me listen again. Re-listening. <laughs> with my glass um <laughs> michael dixon hit us up man with a donation recurring thank you sweetie and of course the smooth <laughs> hour of power oh in the quiet storm, storm. michael, michael Breedlove. yes the recurring donation did he play some of that lupe fiasco not lupe but he played that dude that was singing hard at the end of the song yeah maybe he got you think he got other songs about uh mm-hmm. black women yeah. Next up, Michael Bree Love, Bitch Bad, Woman Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shirley Huang, Esquire, Esquire. Yo, Hood Lawyer. Recurring donation. Thank you, Shirley. Putting it in for the hood. Yes. Um, uh, also, Michelle W. She put in on the show. We appreciate that with the recurring donation, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. As a uh, very nice. We lady. thank you for y'all donations. We just picked up a mic this morning. Thank you. Yeah, literally the reason the show is an hour late is because we had to drive out to UPS twice. Yeah, mm. I'm sure that'll be on the show Sunday. Yes, I talk some shit about them, but we had to drive out to UPS uh, to make sure that we got this condenser mic uh, for the studio that we just ordered. Of course, we ordered uh, the other day. We ordered the pop filter for it. Now we just need the stand and we need a mic cord, and uh, we should be yeah, able to have. To go two live guests in the pot in the show Woo-hoo. with their own microphones from now on yes and, and they got two comfy chairs the professor lch was talking about how will and justin looked like they were sitting on um bricks but they're gonna be comfortable right and uh after that uh we'll, we'll be able to have uh you know two live guests at the time yes so Excited. with their own mics so with their own separate mics they won't be kissing cousins sharing yeah. the mic no more will and justin in that uncomfortable zone where two men two heterosexual men are not supposed to really sit oh with their knees hitting each other yeah violating all the man space laws and shit <laughs> so now they thighs won't be touching when they go lean forward on the mic to say something funny yeah so, so uh shout, shout out to them you know we we all about work equality yeah so thank you guys seriously uh it does help them negotiation show. paid paid off will and justin we we finally uh, met your arrangements you big and you pleated niggas you big then you pleated um okay uh we also have uh five star reviews on itunes yes <clears throat> if you leave us a review on itunes uh itunes and you say something lovely about the show we might not read it Mm-mm. because 
we only read five star reviews so if you leave us a four star review but it's the most glowing praising review ever it won't get read Mm-mm. if you leave us a horrible review where you say you fucking hate us and you hate the show we will read it as long as it's five stars yeah yeah we, we don't care way. Mm, we don't care at all so uh let's go to the itunes and check out five star reviews let's do this son thanks for the laugh melina m a dozen episodes into this podcast and i'm hooked love the show you make my work day fly by thank you you're welcome baby only a dozen in so Ooh, you got a long way to go baby if you yeah. backtracking i always worry that those people are gonna get like 20 in to go y'all niggas oh, said some shit no. i disagree with yeah I and know. fuck you fuck your show but i'm like thank you for leaving the review first yeah they was like you know what i heard the show with justin i don't know who that justin dude is eh? for some reason new fans get taken aback by justin they be like what 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 are they talking about i get taken aback by justin and me too and will uh new listener five stars by mrs gaffney i've just started listening to your podcast and i must say i can't go a day at work without listening it helps my day go by fast episode 355 is by far my favorite keep up the great work that's right karen episode 355 which episode is that i have no idea i never y'all gotta put the titles when y'all say that because i'll just be like i don't know (laughs) <laughs> i know so. I so we talked about some things possibly um, yes we did i think that episode 355 was who gets to be a role model we <sighs> talked about the dnc and, and beyonce yeah, yeah. And michelle obama and all that stuff so okay well we appreciate it um, and we do you know appreciate all the compliments and nice things you guys have to say uh we also got a five-star review thank you by harm wickium Wickium. All right, Harm W. <laughs> Thank you, Rod and Karen, for the countless hours of entertainment that make my work week tolerable. That's right. Nobody likes working. That's the theme of these three. <laughs> these three reviews is work sucks. Y'all make it better. Appreciate. Uh, it. I, I know how you feel. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, many podcasters have basically done the same for us by putting out quality content. Hours and hours, and then don't let me get on the Chonilla marathon, boy. I be tearing folks' timeline up all damn day. Through the black guy who tips, I have also become a Where's My 40 Acres fan, Insanity Check, and Spoiled Movie Reviews addict as well. Uh, oh, yeah, Spoiled Reviews will be back uh, within the next week or two. We got mm-hmm. like three or four movies we got to talk about, so look forward to that. Yes, sir. This podcast simultaneously uh, turns the overstressed and staring at the clock part of my brain off while another part becomes fully engaged with ideas and viewpoints that might never have occurred to me but have at the very least consistently changed my perspective. While I was studying for the bar this summer, man, we have lawyers and students listen to the show. It's always, I'm shocked. It's like, all these people smarter than us. I know. Got, got, <laughs> got degrees and then masters and doctorates and all this fancy right. stuff. It's like, I, as a professor, also agree with you. It's like, hmm, what? Well, you, you, you sure, doctor? Like, that's good, because I pulled that out my ass. <laughs> I was just mad. But, uh... Yeah, we thank you guys at that. We do. Listen, um, let's see. <clears throat> a very okay. While I was studying for the bar this summer, the best and most mentally stimulating part of my week was listening to the NWFO. Now that uh, that collect that that title is for Where's My Forty Acres, Blackout Tips, um, 
Insanity, Insanity Check, Check podcast. It was it, it, uh, Chris from the Insanity Check podcast came up with it. He actually has a store where you can go buy NWFO merchandise, and it stands for Niggas with Fucked Up Opinions. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely go check that out. Um, but it says, uh, stimulating part of my week was listening to the NWFL podcast while walking my dogs and getting my coffee in the morning before descending into the hell of studying. As soon as I get a little bit of that grown man capital, I plan on putting my money where my mouth is. But until then, these five stars and a sincere thank you will have to do much appreciated Avengers initiative on anyone who doesn't like this podcast. Well, thank you very much, Harm. Thank you. That's that, that's that's very nice of you. Um, all right, so what are we doing next? We got voicemails. We got the page. We got emails. Let's uh let's, let's actually, do do the page first. All right, let's do the page. Sounds good to me. Um, basically, you go to the blackoutist dot com, and uh, yeah, check out the page. It's very mm-hmm. simple. Doesn't get any simpler than what I just described. Mm-mm. So go to the blackoutist.com and uh, check out the page. You can leave comments on each uh, article, like each post. You know, the, the, we have different posts that we put up for each episode. You can leave a comment on the poll. Very simple stuff. Uh, and it helps out the show, you know. So do that and we will read it. All right. So the actual show title was uh, last week was episode 363. Spoken word for the white man. It was our feedback show. Yes, sir. Where uh, Owen from Canada called in to deliver some. Shout of the out most. to Owen. Yes, uh, folks love you, Owen. Mm-hmm. Folks were hitting hitting us up. Telling me, oh, that was just the best. Yeah, I had to tell him. He's on Twitter. Follow him. You know. Um, all right. So Terrellyn says, uh, if you want healthy hair, tip your stylist and barber. Period. Michelle B. writes in. I don't mean any harm, but I'm not paying a hairstylist a tip anymore or going to a hairstylist ever again. Every time I get my hair done by different stylists, they chemically burn my scalp, give me a bald spot by pulling out my hair from braids, excessively tight weaves, etc. Luckily, my hair grew back and dyed dyed my hair blonde when I asked for a chocolate brown and then got got mad at me when they fucked up. That's why when Karen mentioned their education, I had to laugh. All of the fuck-ups I had were from professional certified stylists. And something I want to say about that is that I never said that some beauticians weren't bad at their jobs. Yeah. Because there are terrible, bad beauticians who don't give a fuck about your hair, don't give a fuck about it growing. They they don't care. They're, they're in it for the money. But you do have beauticians out there that really care, went to school, got educated, know about hair and this is their life and and there is a difference between the two and i've ran into bad beauticians before too but the thing is that a lot of people once you find a good beautician it's it's, it's almost like a diamond in the rough you need to stick with that person once they get used to your hair and get your hair growing like a lot of people bounce around and do and it's okay to do all kinds of things to your hair but at the same time a lot of things that, that especially black women do to their hair stresses their hair out and it tears it up and things like that. And a lot of times, not 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 that she does this, but I've seen people who tear their hair to fucking pieces and then run to the beauticians and want miracles. And it don't work like that. Um, and so for me, I'm more talking about to the good beautician. That's like if if, if you got a job and you got a degree and somebody goes, nah, fuck off, fuck your degree, fuck all the education and all that money you spend. I'm not paying you shit. 
you're gonna be like what but but i worked hard and, and i got a degree and to me that's almost what you're saying you're going fuck all y'all i don't care about the money you invested the time you invested any of that you know i've run into bad experiences so as far as i'm concerned y'all all are worthless and, and i and i disagree with that statement yeah i agree with you uh also not a coincidence and this is what i was telling people the people that don't tip happen to have the worst hair experiences because uh if people know that you know you're not gonna tip or if uh you know or or you see that the the people that are open when you get there the people that are available for appointments that do the best work they're busy because Mm -hmm. the kind of people keep those people busy they make sure they get tips they normally don't have a spot open in a chair for you to sit in they just show up do their scheduled stuff and then they go their ass home because they made it to a point where they're making enough money yeah to sustain because they're good at what they do yeah but you know like the not timid thing i think kind of is twofold where part of dealing with low quality work is the idea of like well you're not tipping these people anyway so why are they why would they even consider that and and to an extent i think and this is just my personal opinion. I think people treat uh, barbers and beauticians almost like servers. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, most most servers, with the exception of, you know, people that go to school, are not highly educated. And people don't want to admit that. But most people in the food industry are not. And people act like, well, you're not doing nothing but my hair. Like, people feel yeah. like you're not doing nothing but serving me food. And the until thing, they, until they fuck your shit that's up. That's right. And, and, and just like you don't want to piss a server off because they can do shit to your food. You don't want to piss nobody off that's got chemicals and dyes and, and clippers and cutters and stuff. And this person, it will fa- affect your appearance and how you look. And then, and you know, they fuck you up. You're going to be looking crazy for a while until your hair grows back. Yeah. And, you know, as somebody whose mom did hair, like, uh, I don't, I don't know how you really scoff it at their education because me like, either. My mom was in school and like, um, she took it seriously. Yes, and, she did. You know, she did a good job, and you know, on top of that, uh, walk, you know, watching her come home and you know, her feet hurt from standing up all mm-hmm. day. Um, long sweat, hours, you know, twelve hours, fifteen hour days. Right. Obviously, you're sweating and it's hot in there. You're, you know, dealing with people's attitudes. Yes, you you're dealing are. With people uh, who sometimes have just these mission impossible hair things that they want done. And then you also something else people don't talk about. Like when most people go to their nine to five office jobs, regardless of your attitude, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what's going on, you can take a day off. And guess what? You still get paid. If if you have five people scheduled and three of them decide not to show up today, guess what? You don't get paid. So a lot. So a lot of what they do is based off of people and customers and things like that yeah so you really have to earn your way in that business yes so, you do you know and and obviously you know there's gonna be people that fuck up and they're gonna mm-hmm. be professional they're gonna be yes certified like i don't think i think you're talking about a percentage of people um you know what we'll get to it later but and we'll talk about it because i think uh she wrote the more stuff to the show and mm-hmm. i really feel like i figured out what's going on with her um and a lot of people like her uh to a certain extent and i don't mean that as a negative way like you're a bad person but i just i've i've encountered this mentality before Mm -hmm. and um i think it's fairly simple to, to to talk about all right so she says girls from around the way actually know how to do someone's hair without causing your hair to fall out i think they actually have to make sure they care for a person's hair because they don't get as many customers as a salon and and that's not true i know a lot of people that actually do hair at home and not licensed that are great and make 
more money than some beauticians do. Yeah, uh, well, she was speculating on why she thinks they do hair better. Oh. But it's like, you know, I know a nigga in the hood that will give you a better edge up than, you know, you go pay for it at mm-hmm. as many places. Like, um, I think part of it is that you pay for more than, uh, you pay for the professionalism, you pay for the, uh. Yes, you do. That's you know, why they can charge you $5 and not, you know, 12 or 1250. Why? Cause they don't have a booth. They don't have all the other costs yeah. and expense. But yeah, that's, you know, if that's what works for you too, but I would still tip that person if that, if they yeah, ain't that ass. the truth. Like that, like, honestly. I will still tip them too. Uh, I said just yesterday, someone I tip regularly took two hours to deliver my order an order that usually takes 30 minutes. No, I did not tip them. Well, we're not advocating that you tip people that do a bad job. Nope. So that's not like, I just find it odd that you seem to concentrating on the percentage of like the few times that someone fucks up and to justify not, not tipping in general. But mm-hmm. um, no, we never, ever, 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 ever advocate tipping people that don't do a good job. I know it's so. So you like anyone who writes the show from here on out after you hear this episode Please don't ever write us about how people fuck up and then that's why you don't tip in general because honestly, I don't ever say you should tip someone that treats you bad or does mm. a bad job. Nope. Fuck them, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you can't use that person to justify when you get uh, the expected service or even better and then you go, I'm not going to tip them or I'm not going to tip them appropriately because, you know, fuck them. Sometimes people be fucking up and uh, just because this time was good, it's like, no, you, you should not do that. Um, it says, no, I did not tip them. It's really rare that I find good customer service and refuse to tip for bad service. Well, that's everybody, I believe, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't tip for bad service. Also, some people are broke. I'm a college student where I only work twice a week from financial aid. I also have a non-paying internship. I have to save up to go to a salon or to eat out or to order in. I'm not tipping anywhere near 30%. I don't have the money for it. I tip whatever I have left over, and usually that's 10 to 15% tip. Um, first of all, you know, I, I would say your standard tip should be somewhere between 15 and 20% at, at minimum. Uh, but then second of all, yeah, if you broke, then there's just shit you don't get to do. I know it's so... Like, I mean, that doesn't give you carte blanche to be an asshole. You know who else is broke? Waiters. And they can't go, oh, nigga, you broke. I'm going to do a bad job. Right? Because you don't tip that, right? That's so right. I, I think that, um, you, you know, uh, this happens a lot where it's just this attitude of like, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm broke. And I, and I, because I've seen people do this where it's like, I'm broke and I don't have the money to, to do a tip, but I still want to go to Ruth Chris or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't give us Applebee's. You, you're wrong. You, that's messed up. Either you order less food and or you order it to go. Yeah, or order it to go. Or, yeah, that's or, what we used to do. Yeah, or, or you, or you don't go, go. You order, uh, you order to go and you, or you order, order car- less. Hold on, baby, please. I'm sorry. You order carry out and then you go pick it up yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you drive. Don't call a delivery person that you're not gonna tip. Like, I, it's, it's kinda irresponsible. You know, that go to McDonald's if you can't afford to tip. It's really not anyone else's responsibility. The world doesn't, like, need to adjust to your living situation. Now, I feel like it's unfair to someone to expect someone to do a great job and then turn around and go, yeah, I'm not reciprocating on this because I don't have the money. It's like, well, that's not that's not fair. You mm-hmm. should not partake in these activities. Um, she also wrote again. 
just wanted to add that I meant I want tip for bad service from hairstylists. And to add on to what the guy said about black people getting shitty service, I never go in thinking that I'm going to get bad service, especially when I hear great reviews about a place. And I always try to bring in enough money to tip, but something always happens. Now, I've decided to do my own hair, cook my own food because I don't have time for bullshit. Um, here's the thing. You, like, you say something always happens and whatnot. I don't believe you. Mm-mm. Like, just straight up, I'm not saying you're just some evil person. I think you have a really negative attitude mm-hmm. about it in general and that you're using the times where shit isn't right to justify the, the fact that your budget is tight and you don't feel comfortable parting with your money. And I, I feel like that's what it is. And you don't want to admit that because you will feel like, well, now that makes me a shitty person. So let's concentrate on the time that that guy fucked my drink order up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I, and I've, I've gone out with, uh, you know, the lunch and stuff with black people like this. And, you know, as a former waiter, it pisses me the fuck off. Yes, and I'll, it does. I will tell people to their face. Like, I, like uh, one of the first conversations I had with my man, uh, Will, uh, that comes on the show, mm-hmm. we were going out to lunch and he was just like, you know, um, Talking about like, oh, I tip, man, but you better have my water filled up and you better do this and you better do that. And it's like, see, you already kind of have a defensively like kind of negative attitude about it. Like show and prove you got to step up to get this money. It's like it's it's really just a it's really just a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean racially cultural. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Mm -hmm. America, we have a culture in America. We have a culture where you're supposed to tip. Mm -hmm. So either you're in or you're out. I know so, but but don't be a dick about it, man. You know that there's these people that do shit. When I was a waiter, that and Karen, I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, but the people that put the money on the table when they first come up and they go, "This is your tip." Now, if you mess up, I'm gonna take away from this tip. Now, and I've I've never had anybody do that. To I've me. had that happen. It's like nigga, this ain't the tipping game. It's not a fucking game show. It's my goddamn life. Like, I, yeah. I need the money to pay my bills. Let's not joke. Your boss doesn't come in and put $900 a week on the table and then goes. And be like, as you make, as you make errors and you fuck up for the week, if I got to call you in the office, that's minus five. You late back from lunch, that's minus five. Right. You late back from break, that's minus ten. Right. Come on so, now. So, like, stop. Don't be a dick because you have the power in the situation. And that's what it is. And it's, yeah, now you have the power in this. You know, like I said, one of the ways that I found out that people weren't shit. And I honestly believe it wholeheartedly, and it's one of the absolute things of my life. It's from being a waiter. Yes, sir. Because you see your average people that, you know, are, are life shits on them every day. And then they get an opportunity to go in a, a restaurant like IHOP. This is not a top flight class. No, restaurant. it's not. And they get a little bit of power over a waiter who makes less than them. And you will watch time after time as people just completely change the fuck up because a little bit of power. They, now I'm the one in charge of the tip and I'm going to be a complete dick about this. I said I wanted two sugars with my tea, seven lemons, and I'm going to make lemonade instead of paying the dollars the cost to order it. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, you know, that's a dick move. You wouldn't go to someone's house and do that bullshit. No, like, you wouldn't. Yeah. Like you got a little power because of the customer uh employee dynamic thing with the waiters and you know let you let it go to your head and you should not do that and like i said i don't know what the honestly i and i i leave this open i honestly don't know what the appropriate tip is for a hairstylist and uh we will try to have my mom on the show because i would like to ask her about it yes sir um, but yeah honestly uh the idea of just i'm not gonna tip because something bad always happens 
I feel like that's an attitude you leave the house with. Yes, and it is. I don't feel like it's possible for when you say, well, I always walk in with an open mind mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to get good service. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. believe you. I, I honestly mm-hmm. think that you feel like you're not going to get good service. Nope, and you already come or, in looking for stuff right. for wrong. You know, stuff stuff that I might go, well, that's not a big deal. You just automatically come in with anything, anything that happens. She blow her nose wrong. She twists wrong. I'm not giving you shit. Yeah, so it's like, you, that's what I thought. Like, yeah. Like I, like I said, I'm not trying to paint her as this negative person. Oh, like, no, no, I, no. What I'm saying is I believe that even if she says it, she thinks it, I believe deep down inside you honestly are like, that as soon as something one thing goes wrong you're like this is what i thought yeah that's how I, like and that it's just a negative type of attitude even if it's subconscious i don't even know that you're controlling it it's just inside of you it's like this is confirming my fears and i and i'm already need this money i'm not gonna tell you know yep and, and the thing is that me and roger been college students too it's been a many a times i'm like do we have money for a tip he said no we either don't go yeah go somewhere else Order it to go. It's like you can get around that, but you want to, you know, have your cake and eat it too. And then you're like, oh, fuck you. I'm not tipping. But like you said, that's the job. Yep. YOLO the Jew says on the subject of tipping, of tipping, tipping, tipping. I noticed a lot of people have the mentality of I'm not tipping my server because it subsidizes the restaurants and gives them an excuse not to pay them a decent wage. Okay, if that's the case, why are you taking it out on the people trying to make a living? It's not their fault. That's how shit works. They're just trying to pay their rent. Right. Like, how you mm-hmm. gonna, like, c- could you see saying that to someone's face? Hey, um, I'm, I'm your waiter and uh, I did a good job. I believe you said everything was happy, but I noticed you didn't leave a, a tip. Um, what, what's going on? Oh, no, I just, it's not you. You did a great job. Um, right. Uh, it's just that I know that they don't pay y'all. They pay y'all 215 an hour and I feel like that's unfair. So I don't want to reward the restaurant by giving you a tip. And justifying them not paying. It's like, How well. How the fuck are you going to reward the restaurant? And two, you're not going to change the laws. They still going to pay me the same amount. Right. Number one, you already did reward the restaurant because the food money goes to them. All of it. So if you pay for anything there, that money all went to the restaurant already. They don't give a fuck about the service money. At um, all. Second of all, I made two fifteen an hour. Hello. <laughs> like, so like, it's 2015 like, below minimum wage, dog. Yeah, like you wouldn't tell anyone that to their face. Like, oh, I know you make 250 an hour. I'm saying that's why I'm not tipping you because I'm looking out for you. It's I, like, I, no, I, you're I, not. I know, you know, if, if your paycheck was the only thing you had to survive on, you would be below poverty and you would, you know, be living out of a cardboard box. But, you know, I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm so concerned about that. This, they're not saying oh, that my bad. I'm, 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 so I'm so concerned, concerned about that I'm that. not going to tip you so that the restaurant will see how bad you're doing. It's like, nigga, we are not in on this together. This is I not know. a hunger strike. Give me my <laughs> fucking money. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't take a percentage of the food that's sold. They get all that shit. Yeah, I, we're not. I don't. I wasn't outside with no fucking picketing signs. So let's go. Anyway, she says, oh, well, it's not my fault. They don't get paid without tips. They should have picked a better job. Well, you should have picked somewhere else to eat, asshole. What the fuck? I know it's so. And and the thing about it, I think a lot of people have the wrong mentality when it comes to 
servers they act like well you working here because you're stupid or you're working here because you're dumb or you're just a, you know it's like people just shit on just servers in general because they automatically assume it's like when people walk through the door they assume that your iq is low and they assume that you're your own drugs you're a prostitute or this is the only way you can make it and because you know it's even presented like that in movies where the girl went away from home what is she she's a waitress you know, it's like it's presented in such a negative manner that it's almost, in, regardless of what's the truth, it's almost embedded in people to believe that when I walk through this door, everybody in here, IQ is lower than mine. Regardless if I didn't graduate from high school, I don't have a college degree, regardless of my personal situation. Well, they feel better than them because the waiter is serving them in this situation. So it doesn't, like in this dot one dynamic, like I said, the power level goes to the customer and it goes right to their head a lot of time. All right. Um, that's true. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, that's, I think that's really as simple as it. Also, if you're a waiter, you don't respect yourself anyway. So uh, get out of that business. Run, and I, I run. Say that, I say that as former waiter. Yes, sir. And Karen, too. Uh, there's no way you respect yourself. You are better than this. Run. Yes, you Go are. Go find another job. Yes, um, get educated and get out. Yeah, if they will break you. You will cry. Uh, at, at work. the job yes um like and and honestly the world is so much better it um, is you don't need to you don't need to be involved in that all right no and tip your barbers too uh she says you know that nigga with the shaky hands that or yolo the jew i don't know if that's a dude or a girl um anyway and tip your barbers too you know that dude with the shaky hands that hangs out outside the barber shop and ask every dude that walks by if they need a lineup because he doesn't have any regular clients uh oh yeah that nigga will get you stuck that's the nigga you get stuck with if you don't tip exactly yep you don't tip you get you always get the dude that fucks your hair up like the first lady was talking about like mm-hmm. that's to me it's like you're not justifying not tipping you're making the argument for why you need to fucking tip because yeah. your shit's getting fucked up fucking with these subpar motherfuckers who will take people that don't tip because they shouldn't even be making the fucking money for a haircut oh, in the first fucking place. Say that again. A lot of them are bad at their jobs. That's what I'm... Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, you guys, you guys talk about ultimately wanting to make the show a daily podcast, but do you ever fear you'll run out of ratchet shit to talk about? So you, so now sword ratchetness becomes swords and or ratchetness. And you're covering stories like a Tokyo resident killed two men with a samurai sword after he caught them breaking into his house and trying to rape his daughter. It's more ratchet on the part of the robbers, but it does involve swords. Um, first of all, there's, we might, we would cover that as is. Yes, we would. Second of all, if we made the show a like five day a week, it would be a shorter show. It would probably be a shorter show Mm, daily, but not weekly you know yeah, like you still you, get the same amount yeah, of content yes you would uh and then hopefully we'll be able to do some bonus content things mm-hmm. like that um but uh yeah just I, I don't know that uh we you would ever have to worry about that um, honestly shit always happen in the world we have a lot of shit to always yeah. talk about apparently you have not seen the world no it's it's a lot of ratchet shit that happens every day sorry for the long comment guys take care thank you yolo thank you sweetie uh, the poll for the show was actually, do you tip your barber slash hairstylist? Mm-hmm. And because I did not believe that nobody was tipping their barbers and hairstylists. Like, people were making it sound like, oh, yeah, that's that's fairly routine that people would not tip their barber and hairstylists. And I said, that, no, you are fucking wrong. That is not routine. Maybe it's not uh, as much money. I don't know the percentage. But, and that's why I was like, I'll have my mom on the show to talk about it. Because I absolutely do not believe that the majority of people, especially in our audience, 
would not tip their fucking hairstylist or barber that's Ooh. that's asinine to me like and you would always get what you deserve haircut wise hairstyle wise if you don't pay for it you pay for what you get right i know it's so you get what you pay for um so the it was a uh, yes no or i don't have one because i was like hey i cut my shit myself so i don't really count you know true when i did have one i was tipping and i that was before i had a good job or anything that's when I was like a student or a waiter, and I still would tip because I want my hair to look good. So, duh. <laughs> um, yes, seventy-one percent of people tip their hairstylist or the barber. Eight mm-hmm. percent of people said no, and those eight percent of people have you can tell them when you see their pictures on Twitter. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yes, sir. I know, I know which which of you voted no. Okay. Yeah, yes, we we do. I've we seen do. your Facebook pages. Yes, sir. Step your game up. Um, and twenty percent said I don't have one. So, uh, and that's real. So, only 8% of people really just don't fucking tip, you know. Uh, let's check the chat, uh, the actual comments. Professor LCH says, Rod, if you consider a tip just a couple of dollars, you're likely right. People are tipping. However, a lot of folks consider tips to be a bigger amount and a percentage of the services rendered. I overtip like you two. So, if I was mad, I would leave a $2.50 tip for a $12.50 cut. LOL. But, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, we overtip too, but yes, we, we don't, do. I don't suggest that everybody do that, but yeah, that's just what we do. Um, for me, I hate tipping so much, I overdo it, black tax, and keep it moving, as I don't want to talk about and or haggle or calculate for too long. For those I see regularly, I've decided on a flat tip that never changes. Again, too much, but when I need, e.g., a broken nail fix for uh, AS, ASAP, she makes it happen. Uh, yes, sir. A lot of a lot of people fail to realize, especially if it's places that you frequent, because we have several places we go to a lot. We go to so often, they be like, I see you next week. Right. Because they know when we come Shit, in we there. Went, we went somewhere last night and the guy said, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Cause I was we, like, we're not coming tomorrow. But still, yes. the idea is... He we know, have a relationship. Yes. He was like, I see y'all in here so much because they know we're going to tip. And a lot of times it's like people... We seen a lady tell a new lady that came in like, hey, 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 she looked at her and she didn't, she didn't say this, but I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you what she said. She looked at her. Hey, bitch, you ain't fucking this up and run these people off. Right. I'm taking care of this. Right. Cause they know they get a good tip. Yes, sir. Be good service. Um, but said, it says here, but Karen may be speaking of expensive hair services and the notion of, so Karen, was that what you were talking about? Expensive hair services and people not tipping or. <sighs> Yeah, and, and it's and it's sad, but some people do do that, and and I and also I think for I mean, but did, did you did you believe the majority of people weren't tipping when expensive hair service? I'm asking. I think I can think for me personally. I think a lot of black people don't tip, and 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 and, and the reason why I say this is because. Hmm. I think like your chains, like your supercuts and your Walmarts. I think people tip those souls people because well, when it's you say when you say a lot, so then are you saying this? You don't agree with this poll then? So even though seventy one percent of people say they do tip, eight percent say they do and, not. And, and, then, and like, hold on, hold on, let me finish, please. Uh huh. Twenty percent don't have a hairstylist. So, are you saying that you know you don't think the poll is correct, or you know because this is a very scientific poll, Karen? <laughs> I think. Um, how can I say this? I think, like she said, it's the definition. Like a lot of people would throw like two to three dollars. But like she said, when you go to the things that are like more expensive, mm-hmm. you should tip higher because it costs more. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to that, people kind of under tip, but they don't tip at all. 
Um, but like I said, that, that, that just might be my flawed up philosophy when I look at it. And I think you should tip period, but that's just, but that's just me. I think a lot of times you say 35, people going to pay you 35 and keep it pushing. But then that's not what you're talking about. Cause she said expensive hair services. Oh, like, like 30, 35 is not, no, not 35 expensive at all. No, that's not expensive at all. But like if, you know, 60, 70, 80, you know, some people pay over a hundred dollars to get their hair done. So you think people that pay over a hundred dollars might not tip theirs? And, and I think some of that may be growing up as a little girl. Like when me and my mama both would get relaxers, it'd be mm-hmm. like 120 for both of us. Mm-hmm. And she would pay 120 and she wouldn't pay more. Well, old people don't tip, can we? Like, fuck. F- people talk about black people. No, no. Nothing's worse than looking at your table uh, and, you know and seeing an old motherfucker. And like, old people, uh, you mm. know, one thing I realized about old people, it don't matter what color. No, that's They're going to leave not, you 50 cent for a $20 bill. They don't give a yeah, damn. It's like depression. Look, you lucky to get a, a, a bean, a can of beans off of this. You happy. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not even saying you're wrong. I really don't know. I just find it hard to believe that people would pay more for their hair and then not even tip. Like I can see them tipping, like feeling like, Oh, I am justified to tip the same amount kind of, mm-hmm. or something like that. I can see them. Cause, Cause I don't know that hair is considered like a, uh, percentage of the service type thing, even True. though it probably should be. Yes, sir. But I just can't picture them not tipping at all. Now the amount I, since I don't know the amounts, I'm taking everybody's word for it. So if you say, well, they spend a hundred dollars and they only tip two. It's like if you say so. I just, I, I refuse to believe that someone would tip someone at say twenty dollars for or seventeen dollars, but not a hundred and seventeen dollars. Like it's just okay. The disconnect for me is just so like okay. Holy Different. shit! Yeah. How is that even like possible in America? The more money you spend on shit, the more it's a status symbol, and then the more that tipping comes into play more as it as just a status symbol not even yeah, yeah. it's not at that point it's not even about the service rendered it's just like the kind of person that needs to pay a hundred dollars for their hair um or two hundred dollars or whatever for their hair is the kind of person that need in my opinion i don't know these people mm-hmm. but i feel like that's the kind of person that also needs to be known as i tip my my i take care of my people i got my money straight mm-hmm. and uh not I save up $200 because I, you know, didn't eat lunch this week. And now I'm going to go get go my hair big. done. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just don't see it that way. But I could be wrong. I don't know that much about hair. Uh, 15 to 25% tipping on those services. Uh, when women are paying hundreds or more for hairstylists, uh, for hairstyles, customers do get a little tight when they think about tipping on top of that at that level. I do believe folks believe the tip is built into the price. Yeah. I know that's not accurate. It may be right, though. Well, that's the other thing. I don't know if. Yeah, if I don't also don't know if at that level it is built into the price or not. So that would be part of it, too. And maybe we have to ask your mom. Yeah, about we got that. it. We just got to have my mama. Yeah, be, have- because I, I think like for some places, like you talking about how the barbers, you know, they'll. You know, a ten dollar haircut, they might charge you twelve fifty because they go, okay, I'm gonna get extra two dollars just in case you decide not to tip me. Yeah, yeah, that like that maybe that's the thing is like it's an expensive black hair salon, and they know they're not getting tips, so it's like now everything costs more. Yeah, because we're gonna be sure that you, your job don't <laughs> stiff us for our work. Right. Um, but here's a dilemma I've had at times: folks who try to appear more professional, like their doctors, and when they and when we come up 
And when we come to the end of the service, I get confused about whether I received a medical service or a vanity service. I don't tip doctors, so I'm going to need you to come out of that white coat, those scrubs, and back a bit up off of the medical lingo if you want me to understand who you are to me, LOL. Is that, are people dressing up like doctors and doing hair or something? I don't know. Trying to floss, like, you know, a lot of people come in with all these... I understand the education is like that, but you know what? You're, you're talking to most common people, so you have to break things down in in, the, in ways that most common people can understand. Mm-hmm. And I think some people try to speak so educated and so I've I've had I've I've had me do this and so you know abstract that you're looking at them like what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, just do my hell. Here's the thing: yes, you have to tip them too, and I'm gonna just. I'm going to take the liberty of believing she was joking that whole sentence because she put LOL at the end and I'm going to just say she joking because I don't give a fuck if they're in a medical coat. If they do your hair and you get your hair did at a salon, you got to pay them niggas that tip. That's true. If they do a good job, assuming. But, uh, but yeah, and also, man, like I said, um, I've had discussions with my mom after school about what she's learning and it's like nigga that shit does sound like science and mad medical mm-hmm. shit like it is very fucking medical it's not mm-hmm. like what they're like that's why i, I kind of scoff at the person that's like well what a shit education what you talking about it's like uh nah i've sat up there and talked to my mom about cuticles for a half hour and went yeah i don't know what the nah, that shit was over my head <laughs> clearly, clearly she is learning her shit so maybe some people don't take it that serious and all True. that but still I know that there's knowledge to be gained. Um, now, all of this said, I found Rod shock and alarm at what folks aren't doing around tipping hysterical. Isn't Rod one who's always telling us that people ain't ish? Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. It's not. I'm not. I was only shocked at the idea that people pay more to not pay to not tip. That seems. Yeah. That seems backwards. Now, you. I don't think anyone can deny that. Like. That's like saying I tip at IHOP but not Ruth Chris. That seems fucking but you, ridiculous. But you to know me. what? They've they actually done studies and they said a lot of times as the cost of meals go up, people have a tendency to tip less. No, 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 no. They tip a lower percentage, possibly. Yes. There's no fucking way they tip less. Like a lower percentage. Like, no one, that's not less. No, it's a lower percentage. So like, oh, a lower percentage of the meal. More, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. makes okay. complete my, my, sense. My bad. My bad. Right? Okay. Like, I misunderstood. Yeah, it may, but it makes sense because like if I ordered a coffee. I, I, I wouldn't go, okay, 20% of 60 cents is, you know, yeah. but if I order a steak, I, I'm getting a little close to the, uh, okay, wait, hold on now, now 15% of the steak. <laughs> Hold on now. Okay. That, okay. Now that, yeah. that, that, that makes it, you know, because when they do those studies, they, those studies are presented in such a manner. You be like, well, why do people take me? But yeah, yeah they're trying, they trying to shock you, but it's not. Yeah. Shock. No, it is not shocking. It makes sense. You get way closer to that 15 to 20% mark when you're spending $150 on a steak than you do, uh, when you're spending $15 for a steak. So it's big. I difference. know it's so. Arch Angel says, my hairstylist works out of her home and she doesn't charge as much as the actual salons. She charges $60 as opposed to 100 to 180 This is for weaves or braids. So I, I always give her a $10 tip at least. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to go to the white hair salons because up here in Toronto, some of the stylists have to pay out to the salon. Mm-hmm. So my friends have paid $200 and up for a wash, cut and color. Don't Got get me started on... Don't get me started on the hair extensions either. Some pay up to three hundred dollars and go up from there. Dead serious. Yeah, and I hope that include. I hope you ain't got to bring your own hair. Fuck that. Well, also it makes sense because, um, like we talked about, they have to pay out to the salon. 
That's true. So, so they're going to charge. Yeah, yeah. You get to a certain range. My head better be included with that. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's that's definitely what happens. Yep. And they also say, I totally forgot to make my point from my earlier ramble. My white friends do tip their overpriced dollars. Most of the time, it is at least $20. So people are tipping mm-hmm. these, at these places like Supercut and shit. I believe that now. I so, you know, and that's what people were trying to say. Uh, like, I, 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 like, that's what I was, like, having a harder time believing was, like, I was like, it, I believe that people are more likely to tip at, like, a you know, a beauty salon than a supercuts because, you know, people, in my opinion, like people would, 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 would rather not tip a chain and, and not see that person as an individual before you don't see, uh, you know, Lucretia that did your weave as a fucking individual. Like she's a fucking individual, <laughs> dog. Like it's not an assembly line haircut, like supercuts or whatever, you know, or not even supercuts is, but the idea yeah. of supercuts, like yeah. supercut is a national chain that has commercials and shit compared to, you know, just for me, beauty salon or some shit. Right. True. Um, so yeah, it was hard for me to believe that if, if you have to pick one of the two, I was like, well, shit, people probably don't tip it supercuts way before they don't tip it, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, hopefully they're tipping it both. Nick the Jew says, I go to Supercuts, but I still tip 15 to 20%. And when I was getting my hair done regularly, I don't think I did, but I was also in my early 20s and didn't know you were supposed to. Isn't that embarrassing, though, when that day you realize you're supposed uh, to be tipping and true. it's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> oh, so many people are pissed off at me. I've had spit in my food. I've eaten people's juices. <laughs> I didn't even know it because I didn't know I was supposed to tip. I tip everyone, the nail lady, the brow waxer, the people at the car wash, the valet, even the hotel housekeeper. I didn't always, though. It's something I learned over time. However, for the most part, since I bought my house, I do my own hair, nails, wash my own car, etc. That stuff doesn't fit into my regular budget. It's surprising me how many people don't know to tip outside of restaurants and how many people still think 10% is a good tip. Yes, they do. I learned by going out with coworkers and my cheese-loving friends. Thank white Jesus for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah! Yeah, also, yeah, it also it disturbs me how many people don't have the money and then still go do shit. That's Ain't that that's always, like, surprising me when people are just like, yeah, but I still go get my car washed by a professional. I just don't tip them. It's like, ah, why? Yeah, do that shit yourself, sir. They're going to key your car. I guess they are. Punch your tires. Your hood lawyer, a.k.a. Shirley Wan Esquire, please say the Esquire, says, when I was young, my mom would always give me some cash to tip the stylist who cut my hair. So I just grew up thinking that that's what you're supposed to do. I also tip other beauticians, such as nail people and massage therapists, 15 yeah. to 20%. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you. Yeah, I tip my masseuse. This seems pretty fucking common. I don't think. Wait, uh, the way she made me feel, she deserves it. I think, uh, and the reason I know it's common is because I do remember when people didn't tip, my mom would be mad. Which means that shit is supposed to happen. That's true. P. Andre Joseph says, I had a, t- a, far- a, far- a female barber that I loved. Every two weeks, I would go see her. She took her time, trimmed me right, and had my head looking clean. Yeah, we used to have our best barber at my mom's shop used to be a woman. Oh, she uh, was the boss. Michelle used to cut some fucking hair up. Yes, I think she went to like a, a barber school. She's at barber school now, but yeah, she was excellent. And her shit was all... But I did, she was one of the one barbers... On Saturday, on the weekends, with no damn walk-ins. Mm-mm. She was like, Mm-mm, you got to go somebody else. I am booked from the time I get here to the time I go home. I would always tip her 15 bucks. She deserved it. The work was quality. She was professional and with the, that tip, pra- and with the tip practices with 
Uh, and with that tip practices with her, I had a VIP status. I bet you you did, sir. That's the other thing. I think people don't value status that much. I mm-hmm. think people that don't tip don't value the idea of coming into a restaurant, getting the best table, being yeah. getting the best. You know, the the manager making sure the best waiter comes to, comes to your G- table. Yes, sir. Make you know, I, I, we've been in wa- restaurants where we didn't get the waiter that maybe waited on us the last time. Like mm-hmm. maybe they rotate, mm-hmm. but that 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 waiter will come over to us and it, make sure everything's good with us and the new waiter. Yes, simply out of like, hey man, y'all are some y'all y'all are some, and it's not. And here's the thing. We're not talking about like, oh, we left this guy a twenty dollar tip. Mm-mm. I'm just talking like twenty percent or something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you eat a forty dollar meal, you leave a uh, eight dollar tip, ten dollar tip, you know, round it up to fifty or something like that. Like I'm talking like this cost you, uh, let's say the difference between ten percent is four dollars, and the tip we left was say eight dollars. This cost you four dollars in that restaurant for that time to get treated good forever. Mm-hmm. And, and every owner does, and some of them even get good with that. Even actually know our names and things like that. How yeah. y'all doing and things like that. And I think we went to one of the sushi places. Like the chef would, came around and was talking to everybody and shaking everybody's hands and things like that. Yeah. So I guess to me, it's, it's almost it's, it's reciprocated. If you tip, they will take care of you. You take care of them, they take care of you. Yeah. I don't. Man, y'all gotta foster these relationships. Y'all yes, fucking up. Yes, y'all are, man. We we got we shit. We got shit for free for tipping. Come on, dog. Yeah. We got no me. Whole meals. For free. Old meals. I, I I went to one place. We we used to eat in all the time, but sometimes we would order. And I and I remember ordering like forty, fifty dollars worth of food. And I walked in, and the lady was like, "Um, that's on the house." I say, "Huh huh." She was like, "Y'all come here so much, and y'all treat us so good." She said, "We just decided to copy a whole meal." See that shit don't happen when you don't tip. You gonna yeah. be paying. You going in there talking about I take two hours to get my meal, right? It does, cause they like fuck you, and you like fuck them, and that's a bad way to have a relationship. Yes, it is. Somebody gotta give, and it's gonna be you first. Trust me. I know it's um, so. Anyway, I had a female bar. Okay, so you told about that. All right. Um, he says, uh, I was always next every time I walked into the store. Uh, we dated and broke up, fucking up all my chances to get a trim and some trim from her. <laughs> I see what you did there, sir, up top. Yes. But the next great barber I will I find will get the same treatment, a fifteen dollar tip. Yeah, man, you're gonna always be VIP. Like when you give a fifteen dollar tip, you know what that means? That means you get your hair cut when you want your hair cut. Yes. That that means you get the call and they can go, Yeah, man, I I, I got I gotta get my hair cut. Can I get it at ten o'clock Saturday morning? And they go uh yes and then after you hang up the phone they call someone and go uh donnell i'm all i forgot i was already booked at 10 can yeah, i move you to 10 30 i know 10 15 yeah because you're giving that tip nigga of course of course right this way sir those are the, the words i like to hear uh if you've never heard right this way sir madam then you ain't tipping good and yeah, you ain't lived yet <laughs> uh malcolm i get strong armed at the barbershop that joker don't even try to give you change unless you ask for it then look at you funny when you do shouldn't i be the one that determines the tip amount um no malcolm that's not how it works uh you are determining it but they're using some strong on tactics to make you feel socially awkward and that's kind of where they're at with it uh, yeah, because they know for some people they won't get shit if they don't do that. Right, and it's not. And the thing that's funny is you're not even talking about a lot. I guarantee you're talking about like the haircut seventeen, and they 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 get they you give yeah, them a 20, twenty, and then they don't give you change back. That's what you're talking about. 
or even and a lot of times they'll even ask do you want change back but you still feel awkward because the pressure's on you now and you know what good it should be on you don't be a dick give that man three dollars and walk the fuck out yes sir my barber tim this is from terrell uh terrell uh my barber tim is the most unassuming regular looking and speaking white guy ever but don't you know when his phone rings easy e spitting dope man is the tone that combined with ah. him that combined with him once regaling me with the tale of how his woman once tried to poison him by cooking chicken breast in dish soap proved a couple of things to me. Oh. Never eat at Tim's house. <laughs> I know so. And this unassuming white guy is more hood than I ever will be. As far as tipping goes, my beard and cut cost twenty. I always leave that chair feeling like a million bucks, so I tip five uh, a five every time. Tim is always grateful, always hooks my cut up, and is just a cool cat who I don't mind showing a little gratitude toward in the form of a couple of dollars. It really is just a yeah, couple of dollars. That's it. Especially considering a haircut, you're only getting one at the most once every week. Yep. It's like five dollars, nigga, is not gonna kill you. Mm-mm. It's like skip the Big Mac and get his name as five dollars. I know it's so. Isaiah, man, you better tip your barber unless you want a John Legend hairline. Right. Oh, ooh, you don't want that. Miss Christopher says Rodrin is right. That's why they charge fifty five for a perm or thirty five for a pressed curl, so they can get that extra five. Ladies, for real, y'all gonna let these people put chemicals in your hair, twist up your edges without tipping? Y'all bold. Very. Like, I ain't never believed in nothing that much. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hey, man, c- cut my hair and put chemicals in it. I ain't got no money, though. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, put colors in my hair. Bleach my hair and let it turn blind, huh? Well, yeah, I, I just think. Be um, bald-headed. That's, that says a lot about people, man, and says a lot about the service that you would like. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So we also had an episode with Feminista Jones last Sunday. Yes. Uh, it was BDSM, and uh, it was of course stood for bitch, damn shit, motherfucker. Uh, one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> That's not what that means. D'Angelo songs of all time. Um, Michelle B wrote, "I hate to disagree." She already disagreed with us about tipping, so I don't know what this is gonna be about. <laughs> I was just having a bad week for Michelle. We try, we do our best, Michelle. We want everybody to get along, but we do. It just doesn't happen sometimes. Nope. Uh, she says, "I hate to disagree, but in my opinion, once you become a parent, you are a parent first. Oh, okay. We read an article from a feminist person who was right, who was saying that, and her her attitude is that motherhood is overrated, and mm-hmm. that the idea of saying you're a parent first just because you have a child is uh backwards and not really true all the time mm-hmm. you're still a individual first mm-hmm. you're still you're still a bunch of things more than just being a parent unit all right i hate to disagree but in my opinion once you become a parent you are a parent first if it comes down to your life or your child's you should have your child you should save your child and if you believe that you should come first then you are not ready to be a parent and okay from the top from the beginning um this is just my personal opinion i never said no karen this is somebody else's opinion this ain't your opinion no i i never said that or or, or either from my understanding well, hold on hold on this look before i already know where you about to go all right i think i do okay so let me say this but first and then and let me know if this is what you're about to say mm-hmm. she i think she's talking about the article and not what you were talking about okay the lady in the article was saying that um, you're you you're not a parent first. Mm-hmm. So I think she's talking about the article, not your comments on it. I don't think you said anything about uh, you're not like you're not 
saving your child or something like that, right? Did you? Yeah, no, 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 I'm just saying, you know, I, cause I agree with a lot with what the lady was saying. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I just wanted to clarify that. I I think she's talking about the article. Not necessarily you. Okay. Okay. Then, and, and, and that's not a problem. And, and, and I think for me, to an extent, I do agree with what that lady said, uh, Mm -hmm. because you are individual first. You were individual before your child was born and you'll be an individual if, if your child passes before you do, you'll still be an individual. If your child has to bury you, you're still an individual. And I think when it comes to, to parenthood, especially when it comes to mothers, people act like you're just supposed to chili grape every damn thing and put everything, uh, and just, there's nothing wrong with sacrificing for your child. And I think when you say I'm an individual, people automatically assume that your child is on the second burner. And that's not so. You know, people just have this myth that you become a parent and parent is everything and everything is wrapped in and 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 um circulated around your child. And it is as a parent. Please don't get me wrong. And it doesn't mean you love your child any less or anything like that, but you do need breaks, you do need a separation sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you are an individual person. And sometimes that get lost in parenthood and especially get lost in mothering. That's why you have mo- some mothers that have mental breakdowns. Some mothers that we read an article about mothers leaving their children on the side of the road and stuff like that. And also, I, you, I go. I'm about to say I'm about to go on a tangent. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Read, read, read her comments because I don't want to get off focus. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, uh, I agree with what you're saying though, and I see your point. Yeah. Sure. And 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 one more thing. And also, um, also I feel too is that when it comes to uh, motherhood, people have the way that they feel about it, and if anybody comes against what their core belief on what motherhood is, they have an issue with it. And most people think that motherhood is very old school motherhood, even though we live in a new age. They think you know you're supposed to be all to everybody at all times and fuck your feelings fuck your emotions fuck how you feel fuck everything put everybody before yourself and some mothers get so lost and my thing is that this is why you have mothers that get sad and depressed when their children go off to school you I mean, honestly because they wrapped and they've invested so much that they never took time with them you have women that wake up one day look at their husband and go who the fuck are you because they never got time to know their husband as an individual because they spent so much time and effort into their children and and the thing is that if that's what you want to do so be it and I'm not um um, barking against that or anything but if I happen to say I don't want to do that but I want to be a mother there's nothing wrong with my version of motherhood and it don't mean I love my children no more or less than you do and it don't mean I'm not willing to die for my children like you do too and like I say it comes to that thing where as soon as you talk about motherhood everybody goes up in arms and they want to talk about their version and their definition of what motherhood is and fuck what you think about motherhood is and a lot of times it, that irritates me because everybody has a different version of what motherhood is yeah, I think I like I said I agree with you, and uh, I do think also it's reinforced by society, like uh, especially onto the woman. Like you don't really see, like she said in the article, you don't see people like I'm a father first. Like I, I'm on Twitter all the time, uh, I, I and I have an email whenever I get a new follower, and I go look at that, look it up. You'd be amazed how how many women start with mother first, mother first, yes, mother first, mother first, and then. I, the dudes, I never see father first, father first, father mm-hmm. first. Like, it'll say, maybe it'll say they are a father, but there's no, like, prioritizing of that as an individual. Like, well, you have to be a father or else just first or else you're not really being a man. And and something else, uh, too, that irritates me a lot, a lot, a lot of women 
associate motherhood with womanhood. Like to a lot of women, those go hand in hand, and I completely disagree with that. You can be a great woman and not be a mother, and you could be a good mother and be a bad woman. And people don't want to talk about this issue either, but there are a lot of asshole women, period, and a lot of bad mothers, you know, and everybody want to talk about, well, I'm a good mother. Okay, that's you, but you don't represent the, the, the articles we've been reading about women killing their babies and all this other bullshit. Everybody shouldn't be a parent. And and, and a lot of times it just frustrates me when you talk about this, and I guess this, this is just my perspective about it. I just think a lot of people get wrapped up emotionally with the definition and the term of motherhood and what a mother is to them or their definition of mother that they don't want to hear anything different outside of what they've been programmed to think or how they've been raised and i disagree and i disagree with a lot of that yeah um all right well let me get back to some of this comment only uh six more paragraphs to go um let's see truthfully you cannot be a parent without sacrifice and it's unrealistic to believe that parenting is supposed to be an easy job filled with constant praise and admiration Unless a person was one of those children that truly appreciated their parents while they were a child, they are being completely hypocritical and wanting and expecting that for themselves. Now, I don't think the article or Karen spoke about needing to be uh, praised and uh, and um, constantly admired all the time either Mm-mm. or even appreciated to a certain extent. I don't think that's what she, they were saying. I think they were mm-hmm. saying that you're not going to be so don't don't it, it, don't go into it thinking it, that because uh it'll set you up for the fail and people need to stop advertising it as such because it is yes, I, they do because it is advertised as such as well motherhood is just wonderful experience and it's such a you know rewarding you know like the words that people use for it and it's like um then someone becomes a mom and it's like yeah, uh, we going out drinking, so fuck you and your kid. We didn't decide that. Yes, and, but, and you know and, your husband's like, I'm gonna go to the bar. Yes, <laughs> and, 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 and and I have a problem too. I also, I think that motherhood. A lot of people lie about motherhood and what motherhood is and the definition of motherhood. And a lot of people dupe a lot of younger women into having children before they're ready for the simple fact that they present it in a manner. You know, people say, why you don't have children? Because I know what the fuck it's about and I don't want none. Like, like, like I'm not being tricked. And, And a lot of women have children and then get mad at the child. And I've seen this get mad at the child. Because they feel like that this child took away my my freedoms. This child took away a lot of things. And a lot of women feel like this, even though some may express it to the child, some may not express it to the child. But a lot of women feel like this in their hearts. Um, but you're considered a bad mother or a bad parent if you start expressing that parenthood ain't all it's cracked up to be. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of doing without. It's a lot of money that you have to invest in your child. And there's nothing wrong with that because guess what? A good parent should do that but at the same time it is something that is a lot of work and people try to chill grape over the fucking work part they they try to bypass the part that you're not gonna you had a lack of sleep you know you go especially when the child's first born it's a lot that goes into other than you having a child having a child is just the beginning of a long process and there are a lot of great parents out there and a lot of women that love being mothers and wouldn't exchange it and people that want to have 1800 children baby have children to your heart's content but at the same time it doesn't mean that every woman is going to feel the same way that you do i think i may be in a bubble this is from her uh michelle i think i may be in a bubble but a lot of what that woman said was just common sense you should be able to take some time for yourself 
everyone needs the time to center themselves after dealing with day-to-day problems that the average person encounters also both parents should be involved with child rearing and i don't know what people are okay with a man walking away from the child because that is seriously messed up a seriously messed up way of thinking a child needs to grow up in a nurturing environment and feel loved by both parents feeling like a parent doesn't cause uh for you feeling like a parent doesn't care for you is a pain that no one should experience uh, I agree with everything she said in that sentence. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like she's. Uh, I feel like she's saying uh, everything that the lady was saying. Basically, um, all right. So yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm actually trying to find out where she really disagrees. Hold on. Once you become a parent, you are. So the only thing she really disagrees with is the idea of the the phrasing the parent first and. If you're gonna have children, you are a parent first before you're anything else. Yes, and that's her. And even well, even with that, she, she's not putting that on just women. I believe she said a parent first, not just yeah a mother first. Yeah, and, and the thing about it, that's a society thing because you brought up, you even talked about when you talk about fathers, people don't go father first. Yeah, oh, when well, they go well, businessmen and, mm-hmm. and 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 or or either because a lot of men are work oriented, you know, producer, rapper, whatever it is. Then you might have fathers about the fourth, fifth, sixth, eight, producer, nine, ten. Producer or rapper? Yeah, you know how niggas be out there I'm rapping when you see they they Twitter handles, you know. <laughs> then five lines down, I'm a father, you know. <laughs> So, so, you know, they do talk about it, but it, you know, it, but when you read women's Twitter feeds, I'm a mama of three. That's the very first thing. I'm a mama. Mama one. Yeah. Like yeah. the very first thing you're going to see is mother in some way, shape, form. They're going to let you know they done birthed the child out. But when it come to men, it's further down the list. Some men, you don't even know they have children until they start talking about them shits. They keep that shit top secret. Okay. So, oh. She says, lastly, and it's not last, she wrote another comment, but lastly, most, many people regret having a child because they are not ready for the responsibilities involved with raising a child. It's constant work and sometimes can be unbearable, but as a person, it is your job to decide if having a child is worth all the stress. And I believe people jump into parenthood because they are in love with the idea of being a parent. I don't judge someone about regretting having a child unless they blame everyone but themselves for having one. Uh, now, I gr- now, now, that right there, I 100% agree with you, but I think a lot of people are lied to. They're yeah, re- they yeah, really I guess, are. I guess the point being... Uh, I feel like the lady who wrote the article still has a valid point, and I'm not sure Michelle disagrees or you disagree. Society does put pressure on people to do these things. Yes, they do. And, and they do try to, uh, to sell you on these ideas when they, really, it's just an individual choice and you should not be sold on it because it's a very serious thing that you do have to deal with for the rest of your life. life. So. It, it should not be just have some kids. Motherhood is so wonderful and great. So, like, it really should be a realistic take so that people can make realistic decisions because right. it's not like it won't be for them. And then also I will say this, um, if you do regret having a child, whether you try to express it or not, I feel like children are like emotional sponges and they will pick it up. Just yes, like they will. Just like most people that have parents that get divorced or whatever, they know that their parents are fucked up way before there's an official divorce. Like, you have children that are literally mm-hmm. happy to hear that their parents got a divorce because... Yes, they're like, shit, I ain't got to deal with this stress no more. Yeah, because you can't hide it. You nope. Know? You just can't. Like, kids pick up shit. Um, you know, there's mothers that resent the father for being a deadbeat, but they never, quote-unquote, badmouth their kid, badmouth their father, the father in front of the kid. Child. But the kid will still pick it up because yes, you can't yes. help certain emotions and feelings that you have about situations. And maybe you don't come out and say he's a deadbeat father, but... 
you know, maybe it's a roll of the eyes. Maybe it's exasperation on these phone calls. Maybe it's, um, you know, the, 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 the puffy face from tears afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and the same thing goes for these fathers. They're like, mm-hmm. I never badmouth my baby's mom in front of my kid, but yeah, but maybe it's the aggressive tone. Maybe it's the attitude. Maybe it's the exasperation. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, y'all come, when you do come over, you're less than amicable. Kids pick up on that because you're doing that to their mother or their father who is also half of their life. So, or, you know, hopefully half, you never know what the percentage is, but the, like kids aren't as stupid as you think and emotionally no, they're not and emotionally they're much more intelligent than you believe like yes they are they they are emotionally fucking cognizant at fucking like uh five and six, six. And yes they are they're already picking up like these these two niggas ain't fucking they don't even know what fucking is yet but the, but they know the relationship ain't the same yes yeah. so yeah because so, my, yeah. my niece is like that i went to go uh see you on a saturday and she was like Hey, you must have took a nap. You got more energy. Like, she instantly realized my energy level went up. Truth to pick up on a lot of things. Michelle B. also wrote one more thing uh, after the last thing. It's up to the individual person to find happiness at any job. I find my, I find, I, I, I myself find writing for a newspaper extremely enjoyable while another may not. It is completely unfair for someone to say that people are lying about their happiness when it comes to having children. Uh, okay, it's unfair. That don't stop anyone from believing it. Nope. Like, is is it unfair for me to go? Uh, um, d- this woman is being beaten by her husband, but she says everything's okay, and I think it's not. Is it okay for me to go? Well, I don't think so. Well, she obviously is lying. No, she not. Like, nah. <laughs> I believe what the fuck I want to believe. I don't have to take your word for anything. Mm-mm. Period. We saw Mitt Romney do a whole debate about that. Yes, we did. He's not take anyone's word for or facts for anything. Um, if you don't find the joy in having slash raising a child, that is on you. Also, you should. But here's the thing, though. And okay, I'm getting on a tangent. This is the problem with the shit. Really, is the idea, and it really leads to a lot of mental anguish, mm-hmm. and people don't reach out for help, and mm-hmm. they don't become the better parent that, that they, they can, can be, be, because they can't even express the reality of what they're dealing with. And who do you reach out for help with if you do feel like, I have, I'm have? i dealing with some issues of regret with my child, I'm dealing with some issues of you know feeling depressed about having a child? Who can you reach out for with and not feel judgment? Right? And who can you reach out to? Without, because everybody said you're supposed to say you're happy. You, you know, you can't say you're not as a parent. It is worse than um, having a bad marriage. Like yeah. people will be more understanding of that. Saying I have a bad parent-child relationship, I have a very a bad experience as a as a father or a mother. You can't fucking tell people that shit. Like. That people would be like, man up, shut the fuck up, woman up, do what you're supposed to do, be a parent. Nobody's gonna say, you know what? That that's a good point. And uh, here's we let's talk about that. Like, no. And 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 I think for me the thing that's very frustrating. I've always feel like this. Things that affect women and our society, people don't give a fuck about because a lot of this, a lot of times affect women. Women have children. They they go pause pause. Um, pause. They have depression initially after they have their children. You know, they have a lot of mental issues and a lot of stuff associated with pregnancy and, and having a child that don't get addressed 
are not talked about. You know, th- there's no groups you can go to 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 discuss these issues. Then when you try to talk to family members, a lot of them been through the same shit. And instead of them being real with you and say, OK, you know what? I had to deal with this. This is how I felt with it. They're, like you said, they look at you and be like, bitch, I'm not wrong with you. You OK. You know, when this person really, really may need outside help it's almost like for and for some women it may even even be something where they might have to have to get a uh, psychological help but that's something that nobody wants to talk about because in most people's minds you don't want to be considered a quote-unquote bad mother but guess what this help might make you a better mother for your child but nobody has a tendency to look at that because everybody wants you to be a mother first and not a person first yeah i think that's i think that is what happens and it, especially the, the idea that uh society is kind of putting this on so that you can't really reach out for help because if so it's like well your happiness on you and also the idea that you say find happiness at any job i just want you to notice i did notice that sentence you said it's up to the individual the person to find happiness at any job i get paid at my job mothers don't get paid no i'm just saying this wonderful joy that you're talking about this experience it's still a job though Right. For a lot of women, it is. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I'm saying that's her terms that she used to describe this, you know, bundle of joy. Is that it's a job? Cause we know what that what associated with job. A job is some shit you don't always want to do. I know it's so like nobody. You know, like, I don't always feel like waking up and punching the clock. Just like people don't always feel like waking up and changing shit ass diapers at one, two in the morning. Right. Lack of sleep. Right. So I'm saying the idea is even her as a person who's about to defend this as, oh, look, you need to be this and have this attitude and you need to understand the decision and all this shit. Uh, yeah, even you think it's a job. Also, um, a matter of fact, I'll go into this after you finish up. If you don't find the joy in having raising a child that is on you, also, you shouldn't be looking at other people to see if having children, it will be enjoyable for you. Well, how can you fucking, fucking possibly know until you do it, right? Uh, you know, if you're a selfish person without patience, because those are the only people that are bad parents. We all know this. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I am. And I also know that I'm not ready to have a child because at this point I wouldn't enjoy it because I have too many things I'm trying to accomplish for myself. I think I should call into the show. I feel like I can save a lot of time. No, don't. I can feel like I can save a lot of time by talking instead of writing. I don't think you can. Um, and also these are good points and you're a very, you're a good writer. Um, anyway, uh, what I was going to say though is, uh, that's what's funny to me is when people say like, well, then just don't do it. You don't, a lot of people don't know that they're not going to be good parents until they fucking have a kid. Yes. And that's a 100% or 0% thing. Like you can't like half have a kid. You're either in or you're out. So I know it's so. So you are kind of shaming the person like, well, how could you not know that you're a selfish person? It's like a lot of people don't like, you could not be like, I'm not a selfish person and I'm very patient, right? Extremely patient. I still don't want no fucking kid. But but the point being, I could be a good father. I'm sure I could. I have a lot of the things that would translate well into fatherhood. I don't want to use them skills for that. I'd rather use them for dealing with Karen, okay? She's a lot of work. <laughs> I, now, y'all, like I am a, a lot of work. like having a child. But, um, but, not, <laughs> but seriously, though, you know, the same thing happens with marriages. Like, it's very funny when people hit you with the, well, shouldn't you know that you didn't do? Like, nobody knows until they know. And many times, most of the time, you don't know until you're already fucked up. Everything in life is like that. It's not just children or marriage or whatever. Anyway, 
Archangel said, Feminist Jones was a great guest. I didn't agree with some of the things she spoke about. However, I respect her viewpoints. I have a problem with people who speak about the uber popular books and then denigrate their writing style. I've read Fifty Shades series and the Twilight series. (laughs) Okay. And both authors have been maligned on their style of writing in the media. Stephen King hates the Twilight series, but it just made him seem sour and like a hater when he came out publicly and said her writing stinks. It's fiction and it's enjoyable. Nobody takes the subject matter seriously. It's like watching Honey Boo Boo or Jersey Shore, except you're reading it. Uh, smiley face. Here's the thing, Archangel. You just shitted on it, too, and you are a fan. <laughs> so think about that. You compared this literary work of art to Honey Boo Boo and Jersey Shore and then said, nobody should shit on it. Uh, people shit on Honey Boo Boo and Jersey Shore, too. Yes, they do. You're just going to have to get used to that. You like some really popular bullshit. It happens. Right? I like One Direction. I don't expect people to come in and be like, well, there's no Marvin Gaye. Fuck that. Why you hating, son? <laughs> no, they're not hating. They're being fa- factually accurate. The shit sucks, and it's very popular, and it's probably... A lot of things that suck are very popular. There's nothing wrong with that. Do people lie about motherhood being awesome in the poll for the show? Yes or no? Very simple poll. Yes got 83% of the vote. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people are lied to. Like, that, like especially women, literally. Karen, oh, oh, we know. We know. They lied to. We know, Karen. You, you about to do say all that stuff again, ain't you? They lied to. Karen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on that fucking lie to Don't lie to me. Karen's about to say. To say don't lie to me. That makes me fucking angry. Don't we, lie to me. We're never going to finish this show. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> you going to have to start writing down your points so you can know if you're about to say something different or not. <laughs> like, because you're lying about motherhood. Listen, this is the problem. Yes. <laughs> Fuck like, that. Quit lying to people. Larry writes in and says his car needs to be washed and it's getting cold outside. Because he lied about that's, motherhood. That's right. Nigga, quit lying. All right. Yes, 83% of people agree with Karen. So she did not need to explain it to those 83% of people again. Mm-hmm. They get it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they do. 17% of people will hear this podcast and then they will understand to never stop bringing this up again. <laughs> okay, people? <laughs> we get it. Uh, if you didn't agree with Karen, you should by now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> I have not listened yet, but I continually discourage parents. This is the tickler. Dis- discourage parenting to all my friends. This is some bullshit, son. Remember the freedom. Ah. Remember the freedom to go eat what you want to eat, to see whatever movie you want to see whenever you want. The freedom to fuck in your own house and not worry about these little niggas seeing your balls deep in their mama. Oh lord, it's been ah. it's been four years and I don't. He don't even remember. And on top of that, I get to spend more than my mortgage putting these little motherfuckers in good white people daycare. Having children is a net negative that has some alleged emotional benefit and I that I have yet to find. In short, fuck these little niggas. God damn. <laughs> the tickler went in. I hope this kid's never grow up and hear this shit. I know. Turn it down. Like, Daddy, you 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 was talking about me on Black Guy Who Did Podcast? Yeah. Um, Tyrell says, I feel as if popular media lies about motherhood, hell, parenthood in general. Yeah, they lie about a lot of shit. Weddings, marriage, all kinds of shit. But that in general, people try and keep 100 when you ask. I always tell the story of a former boss of mine who told me when discussing having kids, at least the birth component of it, how he would not wish it upon his worst enemy. 
he says you are worried about your woman you are worried about your kid and it's just terrible i laughed it off but fast forward to the birth of my son who had been to be delivered via emergency c-section and my man's words came back to haunt me yes people may ride out on the great parts of parenting more often than not but isn't that the case with all things we try to celebrate the good life brings and leave the bad shit out of the conversation. I think you're absolutely right, Terrell. Yep. And also, I go a step further. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first two responses are from men who are shitting on the idea of parenthood and how fucking, you know, uh, ridiculous people lie about it and, and how you can be honest that it's not all that. Uh, don't think you're going to get a lot of women writing in saying this. Because whether, believe it, you know, whether they voted in that poll or not. Uh, this poll was supposed to be about motherhood and they are talking about fatherhood because you, even as a mama, can't come out and say this, even if you agree. Yep. People don't lie about motherhood where I live, Isaiah says. I usually hear how hard it is to be a mom and how some wish they could quit a couple of times. Hell, my mom told me that once. And it messed you up for life, didn't it, Isaiah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your mother should have thought about that before she had a child and knew that she wasn't a patient person. I'm with Michelle on this. Miss Crystal says... Folks still do. <laughs> I always feel so bad for people who write in and disagree because then we go, ha <laughs> Then we got to troll them, man. It's the comedy. Yes, I got to get do. These, I got to get these jokes out, Michelle. I'm sorry. I hope you keep listening to the show. These are all jokes. None of it was serious. Even Karen's rant was a joke, okay? Just <laughs> never, ever bring this up again. Miss Crystal, folks still do, but the trend is going towards the keeping it real aspect. More moms coming coming out. You know, another thing I did, I didn't even think about, but um, I think this also might be a race thing because black people will tell you quickly that they don't give a fuck about being a parent. And yes, I, that's a cultural <laughs> thing. That a lot of them will tell you uh, being a parent ain't, ain't. It's a lot of hard work. They'll yeah. tell you to sacrifice. Like it. it could be a class thing too, or something. And, like and you know what? People with more money maybe is just even more frowned upon because also. Uh, the expectation is your kid becomes part of your life and then you, as a mother you start doing a bunch of shit like play dates and you know setting your kids up for all these activities and stuff like that maybe yeah so. and, and also the thing about a lot of black parents especially black mothers uh every time you look at her sideways for some shit she tell you do she gonna remind you of how much labor she went through she gonna bust you upside the head and tell you yeah. how much she done sacrificed for you <laughs> she'll let you know crystal clear nigga this this was not an easy task and i whoop your ass for i did with your mouth more moms coming out talking about how they resent their kids at some point and they're still alive Olivia from the Cosby Show voice. I keep it real with folks. I show them before and after pics of me and these after pics and, and, and these after, after pics and they shake their head. I keep it real. I almost had to pick up my five year old son from the police station while and out in kindergarten and act like he ain't got no sense. Ah. Diagnosing him with an adjustment disorder, but I wish he would flip some chairs at home. Motherhood for real. That's our hashtag. Mm hmm. All right, we have one more episode that hopefully didn't have as many comments. Uh, <laughs> good grief. <laughs> the fuck? All right, so uh, everything in moderation. Um, the the It was episode 365. We talked about the debate and all that stuff. A lot of good comments on social media. People really enjoyed this, uh, our breakdown of it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We also talked about ESPN's Broke documentary, and a lot of people enjoyed that. 
Isaiah says, hey, Karen and Rod, I agree with y'all on the ESPN Broke documentary. I'm always hesitant to watch anything about football players' money. I always dread hearing other people complain about how dumb the players are. So Mm -hmm. I was happy to see that the documentary was quite sympathetic, giving reasons why the players end up broke. Mm Mm-hmm. They're watching. There wasn't a moment of ha ha. Look at these dumb niggas buying chains for all their boys. This is why they shouldn't get paid so much. More people need to watch this so they can stop fucking being assholes towards. Wait, I added fucking so they can stop being <laughs> so they can stop being asshole towards players and care about what the players do with their own, and, and oh, okay and stop caring about what the players do with their own fucking money. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I don't get the meat peeping thing. I've never been that kind of guy anyway, so. The poll was, do you think Manga Man X is telling the truth? Yes, he is an upstanding lawyer. No, he's fucking batshit. The poll results were, yes, he's an upstanding lawyer. 18% of people believe that, that he is an upstanding lawyer, gallivanting around the country, doing greatness. 82% of people think he's fucking batshit. And I gotta say, I agree with those 82% of people. That dude's crazy. I had to finally block him the other day. He was talking about some other bullshit I didn't care about. I was like, nigga, I'm Mm-mm. done. Mm-mm. Clout2K says, I stopped at the numbers instead of letters. Yeah, his friend with the numbers instead of letters hit me up on Twitter talking about how the Manga Man X was funnier than me or some shit. I'm like, one, I don't care. So don't. Like, I didn't, I didn't check the comedy rankings on Twitter lately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't God. know they had comedy records. Roger Morrow, yeah. you're moving up the charts. You finally made it in the top ten. Yeah, I didn't know that was going to be a problem. And on Twitter, it's crispest addicts, Karen, okay? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm generally a tolerant man, but if a person is above the age of 16 and is, doing, is writing the numbers instead of letters, I write them off immediately. Uh, the KC Stork, he just wasn't, he just wanted his 15 minutes of fame. Karen and you are blowing up like sex dolls from Adam and Eve. And that... <laughs> And that That's will, some blowing up, sir. And that will always bring the stands out. All right. Um, we got to do these voicemails. Um, uh, got a lot of voicemails this week. Um, in addition yeah. to 27 minutes of Karen ranting about motherhood. So let's see if we can play these. Uh, telling y'all if it's above three minutes today. It ain't short. getting played. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Hey guys. It's Mr. Westside. Um, in regards to your whole discussion about laughing at, like, tragic shit in movies, um, I don't know whether you've ever seen, but I'm pretty sure you've all seen Above the Rim. And I I was maybe, like, four or five years ago. I had never seen it from the very beginning. I've seen it plenty of times, but not from the very beginning. And I'm kicking it with some friends and chilling watching this movie, and I've never seen this. I've never seen it from the beginning. And the part where Leon is playing his friend on the roof mm-hmm. and, like, he goes up, they're challenging each other to see if he can jump high and tap the backboard. Leon touches it, and he jumps real high, touches the backboard, and then his friend tries to jump high to him and slaps the backboard, and, like, it breaks, and he goes flying off the roof. Yo, I'm the only one who hasn't in the room who hasn't seen it from this point. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and everybody in there is like looking at me crazy because nobody's like sad, but like I found this shit to be fucking hilarious. And I mean, I laughed for a solid five minutes after that. So, what the fuck? Like, it was truly the funniest shit I ever seen. Anyway, that was show, guys. Also, 
you know what you guys are? Like as a podcast, you like the Green Bay Packers of podcasting. Like everybody puts in and you do and you take our money and do and do great things with it. Alright, peace. 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 And thank you very much, man. We appreciate that, Mr. Westside. And I also laughed at Nutso's horrifically dumbass death. The fuck y'all niggas doing playing one-on-one basketball on the roof with no fence? And the game is literally hit the backboard without falling off the roof and dying. Like, what the fuck? Of course somebody died. Who who thought of that? Like, only a Jewish dude had to write that part of the commercial or the movie. Somebody that never played a basketball, just like elite, obvious, uh, obvious elite school writer that was just like, yeah, this will be fun. This is what the blacks do, right? To play, play dangerous basketball on the roof of New York, uh, part of uh, projects, jump off. Is that what they do by accident? No. <laughs> also, uh, my favorite part of that movie is still, uh, one ship playing the greatest game of all time, um, in all of, in all of basketball fiction, including Team Wolf, uh, give me Shep on Team Wolf. Give me Shep on my team. Period. Uh, uh, that dude, uh, the greatest performance, single game performance in sports history in fictional sports. Um, but yeah, my my favorite thing is when they show Shep playing basketball without a ball. Like that's some crazy shit. Like that, that's appropriately crazy. Um, all right, next voicemail. Hey, what's up, party people? Uh, you Chill. know I'm listening to uh, Purple Peace, right? You ain't playing right, the music? So, uh, talk something she said. I'm listening to the intro, and uh, she's giving her rundown <clears throat> about feminists, and uh, she kind of made the connection, you know, that some kind, somehow, some way, when people thought of uh, feminists, it was about uh, this girl don't let... God damn it with these motherfucking machines. Man, hold on a minute. See, let me check my motherfucking phone. I don't know what's going on around this bitch. Delete this message. I'm going to call back with the real one. All right. All right, then. Peace. Let me just do that. Uh, Delete that message and uh, go to this next one. I guess I wasn't even supposed to play that one. So, uh, all right. All right, like I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by your fucking voicemail. Um, Hey, man, P, do not call during the voicemails. You are making people shit cut off. Stop. (laughs) Nobody call the show until I say call the fucking show. (laughs) Do not let that happen again. Jesus Christ. It's a bunch of animals. This never happens on... Never happens on Keith and the girl. (laughs) <laughs> All right, like I was saying <clears throat> before, I was so rudely interrupted by your fucking voicemail. Thank Um I listened to, you, to your, you as y'all in Purple Peace chop it up about uh, what a feminist uh, was thought of back in the day. And she kind of likened it to the uh, disgruntled lesbian. You know what I'm saying? Okay. As a member of the lesbian nation... You know, and I, like I say, I can only speak for me. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that feminists were females who wasn't getting enough dick at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or who was giving up the pussy and for whatever reason, it still was getting done wrong. Mm. I mean, 
So here off rip, we 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 got two different points of view. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? By two for different women. See, I think lesbian lesbianism and our issues, being a lesbian and our issues are uh man, that's just like a whole different world. I mean fuck feminism, man. It's like goddamn, we just want the right to be seen. You know, with feminists I think their issue was yeah, they're just seen and not heard, you know. Fuck man, we we, we trying to get noticed and shit. I don't know. I'm gonna keep listening to the show, man. Um, I'll see what happens inside. All right, peace. And uh, I think what we learned here is that there was a lot of uh, stereo- of, stereotypes yeah, about feminists. Yes, Not definitions, is. but just people stereotypes. And true. Most of, you know, most of them are pretty derogatory. It's like, oh, you're a feminist, or you ain't getting enough dick. It immediately goes to fucking you either a lesbian and, you, and you're not getting enough dick or you're getting too much dick or yeah no, nobody people will marry you notions just uh, attached with that word yeah it just seems like a lot of people uh original concept of feminists is just kind of like to depower them sexually you huh. know yes like put them on trial themselves like well, what about you you ain't getting no dick that's the problem it's like whoa where does it even come from right it's like i just want to get paid as much as you i know mm-hmm. it's so you need some dick <laughs> she dick don't well, yes, it hey Rod, hey Karen, this is Ms. Nerdy Nikki, um, the unofficial person from Arizona, old mm-hmm. black person in Arizona. Number one, I was, um, I did see a homeless person today, and the reason why he caught my attention because he was peeing on the side of the road, which I thought that was funny, and I didn't get a picture <laughs> of him because he was almost done, but I did laugh hysterically and throw a dollar out my car. And I also want to call about black people tipping when getting their hair done. Mm-hmm. I was always taught that you always tip your hairstylist so you can get free perks, and then they make sure they do a better job. So uh, to me, Karen, that might be a little bit incorrect. I don't know. But me, I always tip my hairstylist, and I notice that hairstylists, they normally kind of expect a tip, but I always tip really good to get the extra deep conditioning or extra yeah. something or the one time I want to get you know, my ends clipped or something, if I ain't got it, They'll go ahead and do it for free. True. Well, that's all. And you guys have a nice, um, it's Sunday. Well, you guys have a nice week. Well, by the time you hear it, it'll be Saturday. So have a nice next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Thank you, Miss Nerdy Nikki. And, uh, yeah, uh, why'd you give that homeless dude a dollar for pissing? That's what they do. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a talent. You tip for talent, people. How many times am I going to teach y'all this? All right. Next voicemail. What's going on, Ryan Karen? This is Casey Stork calling from the Great Show Me State, Missouri. I was just like, it was just wild. I wasn't really going to call in, but uh, Chio giving me uh, the, the, the shout-out. Thank you. Welcome to the family, man. I mean, what can you say when the top earner for the podcast uh, gives you a shout-out? You must call in. And it's funny because Chio uh, with her friend, I forget her name, but she was getting deployed. I meant to call in uh, that week. We got uh, got caught up with school, uh, been uh, in the military, still in reserves, been deployed three times, you know, so definitely, definitely, you know, big up to, I guess I, I forget her name, don't want to take oh, yeah. don't want to mess up, but definitely to keep her head low, like my mentor told me uh, before my first deployment, you know, stay low, move fast, because the Purple Heart means you got shot in the ass, you know, so once <laughs> more, thank you again, chill, big up to my, my favorite my favorite podcasting couple, and then, oh yeah, listen to that Keith and the Girl, Black Out Kids Nation. If you're not listening, you're missing out. Like Ryan and Karen say, it's a great podcast. It is. Great energy between those two people, Keith and the Girl. But uh, definitely, as always, good week. Love the show. 
you doing your thing, guys, and I, I, I definitely hope to, hope we get the re-up on the uh, bandwidth because I don't want to miss a week with you guys. So uh, I'm going to do my part and send a little, I think I got a little, uh, some, some change in the cushions around here to do my part and send some cash that way. That way we can keep this great podcast going not to miss out on the week of the love we give from y'all. So thank you. Black Out of Tips Nation, AC Stork out. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Also, um, we did go over the bandwidth, but y'all didn't miss an episode. But, uh, yeah, when I checked the bandwidth thing, we were at like 120% at the end of the month. So, like, even with the extra, like, double the bandwidth, we killed that shit. Uh, it's all good. We, we thank you, sweetie. And I'm trying to tell you right now, uh, uh, we we don't mind uh, change, you know. You can tip us change. We we cool with yeah. that. Yeah, and good problems like that are the kind of problems that other people would like to have. I know it's so. So I'm not even bitching. They wish they had. We we not complaining. Yeah. Hey, Rod and Karen, Casey Stoke again. My bad. I don't mean to blow up your voicemail. I don't know how you guys think when the feedback show uh, runs long, but uh, my original reason for calling the first time until Chill was shot out threw me off once again. Thanks again, Chill. But, uh, yeah, I don't understand, uh, the, 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 the people not tipping. I mean, I was a waiter for a few years before I joined the service, and I just don't get it. And the, and the old excuse of, well, black folks don't get good service, but I'm like, aren't you just perpetuating it going on and on? So, yeah, I'm not going to tip because I don't get good service. So you don't get good service because you don't tip, and you just keep going on and on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one little spot in Kansas City that I used to frequent. They had a power hour. Power hour is you go there, $10 at the door, all you can drink for two hours. And so what happens is a lot of black folks go there, and they wouldn't tip the bartender. Mm-hmm. But what I would do is tend the door, and then I put another 15 in the jar up top. So whenever I came in, the bartender remember me, and I got my drinks every time. Never mm-hmm. had to wait in line. So, I mean, it's just something to think about because people remember that. They remember you, that one guy, that one gal that put that 15 or 20 dollars in the jar when you didn't have to because you paid your $10 at the door already. I mean, it's so you can get better service, and the people do remember we yes, do remember do. the service people. I mean, the service staff will remember you. So, I mean, it's a benefit to you. And then, I mean, not tipping your barber. I mean, come on. I, I mean, I, I used to get my hair cut. I come on here now. You know, I, I, I was giving a five to my I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I was a little kid, so my dad was giving a five to my barber every time. But that was just to guarantee that whenever we came in, I would have a spot. My dad would have a spot. So whether it be five or, or ten. <sighs> Now Brent is calling. Now picking up that one either. What are y'all doing? Nope. Are y'all even watching the show? Are I, you I, even I don't, I don't think watching so. the show? I don't think some of them are watching the show. Uh, They're just calling in live. I had to put my shit on Dis- Do Not Disturb and and see if that fixes it. God yeah, damn. Yeah, you might have to do that, yeah, until you get a busy signal. Until Why are y'all killing each other's voicemails? What's wrong with y'all? All right, next voicemail. Uh, try to do a service for black people. Oh, no, not this one. This is four minutes. Mm-mm. See, you got to learn how to do it with their time. Oh, yeah. And another thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mitt Romney. What's up, Gabby? Peace out. Oh, wait, hold up. That was a chill voicemail? Uh-oh. Exception. <laughs> uh, that didn't yeah. make no sense. Uh, what's up, Ron Karen? Uh... So I listened to the rest of Sunday's show, uh, and uh, got to admit, uh, I was a little disappointed in Ms. Jones uh, for several reasons, uh, but I'll give you two. Uh, 
number one, uh, still didn't explain what a feminist was, and uh, well, at least not not to me. I mean, she touched on uh, different issues like uh, a woman being able to, uh, you know, show her ass if she wants to. Okay, I get that, and. Uh, it's okay for a woman to fuck her man and suck her man's dick. Hey, to each his own. You know, hey, whatever. Uh, but what was the platform? What, what is a feminist platform? Uh, I don't think she conveyed to the audience, you know, her whole being, you know, as far as being a feminist, if that made any sense. Yeah, I know I'm on this motherfucking Randy, so forgive me. <laughs> and number two, um, when you ventured off into the sexual conversation, gotta say, uh, as much as I wanted to, as much as I was rooting for it, uh, wasn't that impressed? Cause I was, isn't that what I thought it would be? Uh, for instance, uh, she brought up SNL. And okay, yeah, she explained what it meant, all of that good stuff. But she just kind of left it at that and moved on. Now I understand she probably had a lot of things she wanted to talk about, you know. And you got to look at the time, but you had an open mic. Like you had stated, you had no filter. She just could have got but wow on any topic. But this is my thing about the SNL. You know, I, I was kind of uh, uh, disappointed because... Uh, of the fact that, uh, you know, I, I'm sure she considers herself a, a provocateur of, of, you know, some sort, and then that's cool. But uh, the fact that uh, you could bring up uh, S&M and not get into the psychological aspect of it, you know, like uh, people who engage in that kind of sexual activity, you know, you know, their mental makeup, you know, how they live their everyday lives and all that stuff. Now, I would tell you how I know about these things, but I'd have to kill you, you know. Oh, I Lord. I know some shit, too, you know. When I call y'all show, I just be wilding the fuck out. But, you know, I would really, really like to be on a like, I know it's probably going to be next year before you have on the show again, but I would really like to be on the show with y'all next time y'all have her on. Because I really want to ask her some questions. You know, not trying to say I know everything, but I know some things, you know. Okay, I think my three minutes are up because, uh, you know, I've been rambling here and shit. Um, and even if it's my three minutes ain't up, uh, my brandy waiting for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get back to that shit, you know, and see if I can, uh, you know, have me some fun, some kind of way. <laughs> you know, whatever. But, uh, in any event, yeah, um, I still love y'all. And overall, I still enjoyed the show. You know, and for no other reason, it's the black guy who motherfucking tilts. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have a good one. Peace. 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 All right. Uh, all right. Here's here's the deal. First of all, it's impossible for you to be disappointed, in feminist Jones, because anything that um, you felt was she didn't talk about is on us, because we were the host and we were asking the questions. So, if there's any topic that wasn't broached, it's on us. Uh, so, 
I would just say in general, we didn't really want to talk about the details of S&M sex or bondage and all that shit. Like, so, you know, there were questions that we just didn't ask because honestly, I wasn't curious about that. We knew we only had it for an hour. Yeah, and I think I was, I was pushed for time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was also just not even just pressed for time. I didn't write those questions down. I was more true. I wanted to talk to Michelle and see what Michelle was up to and how things have been going and. You know, she's been uh, kind of blowing up on Twitter and, uh, you know, just what's been changing for her. What is, you know, I saw she changed her brand name. That was what I was interested in. I'm not, I don't even really follow her just for the S&M stuff. She's a lot of things and not just a feminist, not just a person that's in the S&M, not just a person, an author, not just a blogger. Like, she's a lot of shit. And I think she's an interesting person and I like her. So, I just wanted to talk to her. Um, so anything that wasn't brought up, that's on me. And uh, anytime we announce that we have a guest and stuff, uh, if y'all guys have questions for him, we have vocal. I know your vocal ain't working, chill. But we have vocal for the questions. You know, I really wish you could get that working or get to that other computer or something. We got to yeah. get you up and running. Yes, we do. Because, you know, if you would have asked those questions in vocal, we definitely would have asked her. Yes, um, we would have. Or, you know, of course, there's email, stuff like that, too. But, um... You know, the other thing, too, is she has a website, FeministaJones.com. Um, check it out. She tell you, uh, she will tell you who is Feminista Jones. This is one of the pages there, who is Feminista Jones. Um, she says, I think of myself as a postmodern, sex-positive, black feminist woman. Uh, that is a mouthful, and then goes on for, like, three paragraphs. Um, so you can check it out there. Um she also has an Ask Feminista Jones thing. So if you wanted to ask her about, like, what define feminism, you know, take some time out your schedule, man. Just write that question. She, you know, she's one of the most responsive people on Twitter. Yeah, she'll get back with you. Yeah, she'll definitely tell you, you know. So uh, I would do that, you know, and, and you know, I feel bad if we uh, left anything out or misled yeah. you on the interview. But honestly, I, it never even crossed my mind to be that type of interview, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I just wanted to kind of do the show and talk to her. That's mm-hmm. it. That was as far as I thought it through. So, um, and you know, maybe next time we'll do more detailed stuff, but I can't even promise that, you know, the show is kind of about kicking it and, uh, we're kind of fans. And I think we've had her on the show before and she's talked about, you know, what feminism is to her, but mm-hmm. you know, and I know that's one of chills triggers. She don't like feminists in general. So, I know she was probably extra side eye and just the idea of feminist, feminist. What? Mm, let's talk What's about going this. on here. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, she and the thing is, we it wasn't she wasn't running the interview, so it's not her. It's not up to her to come up with the topic. You know what I mean? True. So, so I don't want you to blame her or feel like any type of misgivings towards her or whatever and uh yeah if you didn't like the show or if the show was a little bit of a letdown or whatever man, i'm sorry man it's, yeah it's the way the show turned out you. and uh yeah just uh you know do the show as best as we can every time um and uh also you know as far as deep like what kind of details of s&m i don't know how much she wanted to talk about her personal sex life and stuff like that but um she does have like a fiction series. She does openly talk about it on the the stuff. It's just honestly just wasn't in our purview. I just wasn't even thinking about it. So, but yeah, write the show, get on vocal, ask questions. Whenever we have a guest, if you have questions, you can put them in vocal. Yes, and, you can. Uh, we try to address those things. But well, we yeah, will. I didn't even think about that shit. My bad. Uh, next one. 
Ryan, what up? It's Mike from Where's My Forty Acres. Um, I'm a bit late to this party, but I was listening to the Thursday episode, and when y'all got to that method man shit, oh my god, I almost wrecked my car. Because I haven't known about that for a long ass time. Uh, I remember the first time I actually heard the full song, I was like, wait, what the fuck is this shit? This is extremely gay. Um, and yeah. Raekwon sounds a little bit too excited talking about nothing dick and shit. Um, <laughs> good God. Yeah, I'm glad y'all brought that to light. I'm surprised more people don't know about it, honestly. But that was horrible and <laughs> hilarious. Matter of fact, didn't Dave Chappelle do that shit on one of his sketches like he was talking about the Method Man thing? Anyway, um, that shit was ridiculously funny. Um, I don't even remember what the rest of the episode was about at this point now because I was laughing too hard. But uh, keep up the good work. I'll let y'all again. Peace. Uh, Peace. Peace, Mike. Thank you for calling the show. Oh, uh, Next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Ted. It's me, Gabby. Uh, I was listening to you guys' uh, feedback show from Saturday. A great show, as always. And uh, I wanted to comment on the tipping issue. I actually have to agree with Rod um, that I think for hairstylists and barbers, um, definitely you tip. You know, like I grew up, you know, even if the haircut uh, was expensive because maybe it was a really, really good barber, um, my uncle would still tip. You know, when I've gotten my hair done, I still tip. Even when I've gotten my hair done, like at a beauty uh, college, because Sometimes I can just get my hair cut really, really, um, you know, really well for an affordable price at it, like a beauty school. I still tip, you know. I, I do agree that I think when it comes to, like, super cuts, um, I do think people may not tip then. Or they probably don't tip when it's a child haircut. You know, that's what I think. I think sometimes they don't tip when it's a very, very cheap haircut. You know, like the price is really cheap or... Um, or it's cheap because maybe it's like a child haircut. Uh, I will say this, but I don't know how many people actually do it. I do think that sometimes, like I always try to tip uh, 15% when I go out to eat, you know, I eat out at a restaurant um, because, you know, it's, it's hard. I, I haven't done any waitressing, um, but I can, I can only imagine how hard it is to be on your feet all that time and deal with crazy people. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I do think that, People, I get the feeling that people probably don't tip as much to places they probably won't go to, you know, often. Uh, so, like, yeah, I just think that sometimes, you know, or I think, like, if you do go to a barber or a salon and you don't tip, it might be one that you don't plan on going to again or, you know, you're on vacation or something like that. Um, but I definitely think once you have a rapport or relationship with your barber or your um, beautician, you definitely want to tip because you let them know you really, really like their work. Um, now, my question would be, how many people really tip the delivery first as well? You know, like, uh, you know, if you order food, especially when there's already a delivery fee. I know where I live, you know, you can, you have to buy so much for the delivery to be free, like usually over 15 or $20. And then, um, or, if, or if they don't offer it that way, then it's like a $3 surcharge on top of that, you know, for the delivery. How many people I was wondering tip when there's a delivery charge? Um, yeah, that would be my question. How many people, uh, let's see, uh, 
yeah, how many people tip, I would say, to go places, you know, like to coffee, where they always have a tip jar and things like that. Um, okay, that's all. That's just my question. I was wondering how many people <laughs> tip, dependent upon their usage. Um, okay, keep up the great work. You guys have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Gabby. And, um, yeah, tip your delivery driver. You better, man, we don't have people fly here. We, we were the furthest when we used to live. We was the furthest away from the Papa John's ever, but we would get our shit first. More importantly, the delivery fee does not go to the driver. No, it does not. So tip the driver. A lot of people think that does, but that goes back towards the company. And it's routinely one of the most dangerous jobs in America. So I said that again. Uh, tip the driver. And I don't want to hear that shit about, well, I didn't choose to be a driver. Nigga, you choose to use the services. Tip the fucking driver. Don't be an ass. Put it like this. It's raining today. Guess what? That person drove in the rain that you didn't want to drive in. Yeah. Come on. Don't be an asshole. Tip the driver. Um. All right. Next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's me, Gabby, again. Um. I just wanted to ask another question. I know that in, with my friends, I have some friends who are... um. You know, they make a really, 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 really good living. So uh, sometimes they are of the mindset that no matter what the service is like, you should tip. Uh, you should still tip the minimum, even if the service was, say, horrible. Uh, and that's the that's something I have, you know, a question I kind of have. Like, I don't agree with that. Like, if I go somewhere and the waiter or waitress is having a bad day, which I understand we all do, but it's like egregious, like extremely horrible service. You know, like uh like I had one girl, like one uh, lady who was helping me, I was just trying to like do an order and she was like uh she started like toward it, you know, like she laughed when I asked the question and it was like ah! like, Oh heck no, I'm not gonna sit if you don't be all like have an attitude about it. But uh I have some friends that feel that you should tip no matter what the service and I even have some friends who even though I actually did pay 20% or I usually do two times the tip, I mean, two times the tax for their tax of like 9% here, then, you know, so at least I have a 15% down. Um, even when I actually do tip the amount, like say my bill is $5 and I go ahead and tip a dollar, they still kind of, you know, get their nose up you know, out of joint because they feel like it should be more, you know. So what are your opinions on the issue of tipping and some people have this issue about tipping and saving face precisely because I think of the stereotype, you know, that's, I think it's because they're fearful of being, um, thought of as, as being in that stereotype of not tipping that they go kind of overboard on it, you know, or do it even when you have horrible service. So I was wondering if you guys have any experiences with that. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we, we already covered this. Um, you don't ever have to tip bad service. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Hey, what's going on, Rod and Karen? Uh, this is Travis. First time caller. First time listener. Just had to say that. I don't see why motherfuckers always say that shit anyway. <laughs> uh, listen to the podcast, man. It's been great. Just um, Somebody told me about the podcast. Somebody at my job, and uh, I got hooked to it. Aww. You know, I, I'm hooked to you and uh, and Mr. Mr. No Good. You know, it's some, um, uh, worth, um, and, um, uh, you know, it's a lot of podcasts out there, but I like them too. And I'll listen to you about, uh, about President Obama's speech, about the debate, and, uh, I think you're right on it, man. And, uh, you know, if Obama would have came out, you know, saying, oh, you lying, uh, if you would have brought up the 47%, and, 
they were going to back at it, and they were going to say, look at it, the angry black man. I think that's what they wanted to see. You know, that's what they wanted to see. And then one thing about Obama, he just cool and just let the man just 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 lie, you know. And the next day, you hear Romney talking about he up seven percent that he said, and you know, everything everything that come out of his mouth is a lie. And um, you know, just you know, I, I think Obama gonna pull it off, man. He just you know, I think he just letting uh, the vice president, well, the, the vice president, I think is next week, so. Most likely, um, I guess he then um, the vice president gonna handle all the business. So I think that's what Obama was doing. He was, he just gonna let the vice president handle it for him, and uh, that'll be a great debate. And um, I listened to last week Sunday. Um, Fender Jones was on there. She's great, man. Uh, I wish the she she's just I don't know, but she's really great what she was talking about. And uh, I went to. Um, for the blog, and I was uh, listening to some of the stuff that she had on this. It's not that bad, and um, I was thinking clone her and um and Karen. The, those two women, they they just know what they talk about, and just you know, and I could listen to them too. Uh, Roger, you was talking about the man. Um, yeah, that man is all fucked up, man. I, I read that <laughs> shit that uh, blockbuster, and uh, motherfuckers keep falling on top of each other. They step on each other. They falling everywhere, and the graphics are. All, it's all fucked up, and um, and I just see they cancel uh, what is it, the NBA Live 2K13. I only did you hear about that one? They cancel that one. Wow. And um, uh, but you know, I hope um, uh, uh, EA Sport get NBA 2K13 um, is much better than all of that. So um, love the um, uh, just keep up the good work and uh, talk to you later, man. Peace. Peace. And thank you. That's the last voicemail. Um, we appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I would just say that, uh, I don't necessarily know that it's about, um, Obama necessarily leaving it for Biden to take care of. I just think that there's a certain uh, amount of chess to this. And, mm-hmm. uh, as much as, uh, Democrats and liberals claim that they wanted to, have the mature discussion they want the facts they want all this shit like what they really want is the optics they want the president to look kind of like you know your average uh msnbc news relation yeah yeah pundit pundit that's exactly what i meant yeah you want them to look like your average pundit and shit like that and honestly it's it's like you can't have it uh like it, it just it doesn't happen that fast that Mm-mm. someone says a bold lie and completely changes their stance to something that they did not have before. Mm-hmm. That you like you can like and 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 for for the record, Obama hit on all this shit. Like he literally was like, "Well, you didn't have this stance," and people were like, "I just didn't like the way he said it." So it's like you really can't win with that type of. uh crowd like you're not mm-hmm. like unfortunately i don't think that uh those type of people will ever be satisfied with the president's mm-hmm. debate performance mm-hmm. um necessarily because he's always been a laid-back uh thoughtful person professorial yeah. um debater and who gets into the nuance of things and talks about the specifics of things and as much as 
people sit around in these rooms and and say that they want that they don't want that shit yes yeah, like everybody go fight 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 <laughs> yeah. what you ain't fighting Right. And like I said, I feel like the debate fell apart with uh, such a weak moderator. Yes. And it's very odd to listen to people act like that doesn't matter. And maybe I've just, you know, maybe it, it, I've forgotten it, what the fuck a debate looks like, but I just yeah. have never seen a moderator like, get dude, bullied dude. so bad. Um, because they were like, why didn't the president bring up this topic and that topic? It's like, that wasn't his job. The moderator brings up topics. Like you can't pivot completely from one topic to the next as president. Like it just doesn't happen. And then the only time that, uh, that Larry would sit up would actually say something was to say, stay on the topic. Like, like it was funny because he would be like, you guys are talking too long. Right. And so then, you know, someone would be like, well, uh, it's kind of like this healthcare thing. He's like, well, hold on. We're still talking about the economy. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, like it you, it, it, the whole thing's a clusterfuck designed to get it, a knockdown, drag out fight, fight, in my opinion. And I think the president was not going to give them a fight. He you, was, and they got angry about that. And, and that dude, I don't think he was from MSNBC. Somebody say he was from PBS. He was from PBS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Y'all. He was from PBS, but it doesn't, which actually to my, to, to, in my defense, uh, that actually is more to my credit because why the fuck did MSNBC act like he didn't do a terrible job then? It's, yes. Does everybody just respect this man so much that you can't say this, this he was a piss poor moderator and terrible. they didn't get to discuss half the topics they needed to discuss because, yeah, because honestly, he, I think, you know, uh, he wouldn't bring them up. And then, you know, it's like, People were saying stuff like, well, why didn't he bring up, um, you know, women's reproductive rights? Tell me how you fit that into a discussion about, like, uh, economic policy. Yeah. Like, like you still need some sort of, like, Structure. you know, you, you kind of need a question asked or something. To or else it's just br- two dudes randomly talking. And especially when he was spending the majority of his time refuting blatant lies and breaking down facts. I think people wanted him to do it, but then to also be more uh, like enthusiastic about doing it. I don't know, more like, yeah. it, you know, I listened to Bill Maher and it sounded more like they wanted a more, uh, I guess the right word would be aggressive yeah, but, president. But that's not his style. It's never been his style. And I think the the thing about it is that, honestly, if any of them would have been moderating, it would have went differently. Um, and even with them, it wouldn't have been a fight, but they would have forced more topics. Yeah, I, I think the the idea of um, how it was moder- like the way it was designed was already out of control. Yeah, like they designed fifteen it, minutes each. Well, and, yeah, they designed yeah. it. Well, actually, not even fifteen minutes each. They designed it where they said there's no time limit, there's no amount of rebuttal limit. There's so it's like, well, if you give someone a debate with no fucking limits, come on, they are going to fuck up. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I, I think that, uh, he did an admirable job. And then, like I said, the long game is you say what you got to say. You make sure that you understand that you're telling the truth. And there's not a debate for between you two for two weeks. That is two weeks where people should be like, well, he said this thing. He didn't say that in mm-hmm. the primary. He said that thing. That's not factually Replaying correct. Take back. You know, and if you're the kind of person that just does not care about the truth, what are you doing being a Democrat? I know. So if only thing you care about is looking like, you know, he looked more aggressive. It's like, but turn off. Okay. Turn off the TV. Turn on the radio then. Cause I'm listening. I'm, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm crazy. I might be the one that's crazy. I don't know, but no. I'm looking at a dude spit 
straight up facts and people go I don't care about those facts. He don't seem like he happy about it. It's like, my God thing, damn. My thing is that I don't give a damn about how you look. What are your policies? What are you, your looks ain't got nothing to do with how shit is passed. Yeah, like, I honestly feel like people felt like the idea was let's win this debate, not the election. And then when they lost the debate, it, as much like as much as people think that it's about winning the election when they lost the debate people went in a panic mode like but we lost the visual debate it, i don't care about him being who he's always been i don't care about him being right i don't care about him being truthful i don't care about him using facts and the other guy blatantly lying and making up positions on the fly that he's never defended before i don't even care about that the only thing i care about is how it looked so it's panic time and it's like well shit if y'all think that's all the election's gonna be about, uh, the first debate or, uh, or who lies the most and shit like that. If y'all, if y'all are gonna let that dictate what you vote for and shit, I can't help you, man. Like, I, it's, it's, it's just kinda sad that, uh, to see so many people that supposedly believe in, uh, their politics and they believe in their, in their stances that, uh, kinda folded after one, outing that didn't have the optics that they wanted to see man so i don't know man it just seems kind of sad or whatever but um eh, we'll see we'll see what happens with that man um we also got some emails and shit um that we need to read um and the phone lines are open of course now uh where you won't be calling interrupting people but since we'll be reading professor lch's emails i say go ahead and call away uh 704-557-0186 uh, you can just uh, talk to us live on the air. Hey, you know what the blackout tells us up? Who's this? Oh yeah, turn your internet down. It is. Oh wait, let me turn my shit down. It's Shirley from uh, Chonilla dot com. Hey Shirley, how you doing? Oh yeah, I still hear echo. I'm, I'm very good, thank you. <laughs> uh, so so what's I'm very up? Very polite today because my parents are here today. Oh, okay, cool. You only said shit one time, so that should be good. <laughs> so. I, it's real quick comment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just about the parenting thing. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that I agree with Karen on everything. It's hard. It's it's loving. It's frustrating. It's, it's just a roller coaster. You're a parent yourself, <laughs> right? How yeah, many, she got three How many kids. children do you have? Two I have three kids. Yes. Yeah, two girls and a boy. Three kids. Good job. Good Lord, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I, you know, all I wish is that God, you know, should have considered sending parents some kind of a manual, yes. you know, <laughs> that comes with the kid in the womb. Of the woman with a little mini booklet on the side of the kid wrapped in some kind of <laughs> Comes on his wrist. plastic or something. <laughs> you know, like, I just think sometimes, help me, Lord. Like, you know, God helped men by creating woman mm-hmm. out of their rib. I mean, throw us a bone, Heavenly Father. You know, time for some kind of birth plan of change or something. You know, <laughs> Jesus, talk to Heavenly Father. Please send us something. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, well, thank, th- thank you for uh, calling, Shirley. And um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get to work on uh, the manual for it. You should at least be able to Google it, you know, something. At least some <laughs> kind of, you know, Heavenly Wiki. <laughs> 
Um, and th- y'all guys, uh, of course, y'all should already know, but don't forget to check Shirley and her husband out. They have a podcast they do together. Yep. It's called Vinocolate.com. Um, no. What? No. Not, that's not it? Mm-mm. Oh, is, uh, what is it, Karen? Chonilla.com. Yeah, it's Chonilla.com, and one of our favorite podcasts. Yeah. Uh, absolutely in love with them. So y'all, y'all check her out, man. And thank you love for calling, you Shirley. You t- love you too. Peace. Peace. All right, um, but yeah, phone lines are opening. Mm-hmm. Um, now to read Professor LCH's email and hope we don't get interrupted. Episode 363. Hi, Rod and Karen. You are so right to, oh, phone call. <laughs> we knew that was coming because you said her name. Hey, you're on with the black guy. Tell us what's up. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Sharif. What's going on? How what are you up, doing, Sharif? babe? Sharif from Philly, uh, part of the Operation Cubicle podcast. Uh, and one of the uh, cubicle Negroes um, that, man, it's been so long since I talked to Shreve, I really don't remember if he was Ice Cubicle or Cubicle Good Jr. <laughs> I, I like transition between both. It's just sort of depends <laughs> on how I wake up. You know. <laughs> so, so what's up, man? So I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the um, the debate thing that y'all were talking about, with, like the optics and the policy and stuff. Sure, go ahead. So, so like the thing that, um, I always think about is most of the people that are complaining that Obama didn't go hard enough are people that are already decided that they're going to vote for him. Right. You know, I feel like that the, 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 the reason that the visuals are important is because if you take what I consider the average voter, which doesn't follow everything, mm-hmm. like they'll look at how Mitt Romney was confident and explaining stuff, even though it was ridiculous. And, you know, that really will have more of an impact on their decision as opposed to, you know, like actually reading through line by line the policy because above all, like people want a confident kind of, you know, upfront kind of leader and they kind of say, well, if they're confident, then of course their stuff is going to be, you know, like a good and stuff. And I think that's why we've had some presidents that haven't necessarily been the best, but, during the debate and during speeches and stuff, they like talk about absolute horseshit, but they talk about it confidently and they talk about it like they really believe it, you know? Um, so like I, I, I do think that the optics and stuff are important to sway sort of, you know, like the voters that are in the middle. But I think that like everybody that's complaining about it is, is, are like mainly people that, you know, that the debate doesn't really matter because they've already decided, you know? Yeah, I think I, I, I think um, also what what we're seeing happen is in my it's my belief that people that are like either liberal, like very liberal to the point where like you know like all I watch is MSNBC or you know I kind of have surrounded myself with uh, like minded friends and stuff. I feel like they believe the president has more range and leeway uh, when it comes to uh, just his general perception. Then he actually does. True. So I think they believe that, you know, because even when I heard people that were like, uh, well, this is what he should have done. A lot of people were just saying, like, well, just call him a liar. Just say he's lying. It's like he can't, can't do uh, that. That option is not on the table. Like, yep. like it, he might be able to finesse it like he did where he kind of intimated like, oh, OK, well, that, you know, that's just not something you were saying earlier. But you can't just be like, you're, you're, that's a lie. That's a lie. And that was a lie, especially when the dude is just haymaking lies at you like he's just throwing lie after lie after lie at some point you have to make the decision that you're you have to get your message out 
and you have to uh stick to the facts and tell the truth and it felt like especially since the moderator decided that he was not going to uh be in on this at all mm-hmm. um it, it was more like uh to me obama was having to explain every question and situation it was just like mm-hmm. okay this dude just told another lie okay here we go let me all right writing this shit down write that down okay all right my turn to respond all right well here's the truth of what's <laughs> happening this this is this these are the specifics of why things went down the way they went this is not the stuff he was saying earlier and here's my plan for this and then back to the dude and then it's just lie 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 and like i said i think um he needed this to happen for for a few reasons one was to get Romney to actually stick to some policies because mm-hmm. he because honestly, before this, he was just like since the primary to this debate, Romney just really hasn't had any specifics in nope. any policy. Nothing. Just throwing numbers I out. Agree. So it was like you knew that this had to happen where he we were going to have a time where it was like, well, what the fuck do you believe, dude? And now I feel like they have some things they can actually attack him on um more than just calling him a liar but not like calling someone a liar is is, is a certain amount of good but calling someone a liar is, is only going to take you so far because you're still really defending yourself what you can yep. say is all right here's your plan let's look at your plan and i think that's what works like my favorite parts was when uh obama was actually breaking down the tax cut plan that he had and that where where was this five trillion going to come from i thought that was great strategy and a great answer and then what happens Romney just lies and says no no no, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> you you tell me how you win that debate <laughs> yeah. t- so um, yeah, yeah yeah no no i i actually heard it i think it was from um angry black lady and yeah. on twitter like she basically said like like when she was a lawyer, the hardest thing to argue against was somebody that just lied about everything. Yeah. Because, because like, you just have to choose what to attack, and you basically can't attack everything. Mm-mm. So, so it's, like, the hardest thing to do. But I, I think the uh, biggest issue I had with Obama's performance wasn't necessarily the optics. Mm-hmm. It was because I feel like he really could have came in like, yo, this is what the fuck I did these last four years. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what's up. And I don't feel like he did that. That's yeah. the only issue that, like, I had was, like, I almost felt like he could have came in kind of swinging the dick a little bit. Like, yeah. yo, like, Matter, like I would actually, like, session and I did this I'd actually like to take that up and say I, that's kind of what pissed me off about Lara. Because the moderator really changes the topics, right? Yes, he does. So, like, yep. there's a certain amount of pride to be had in in his economic policies. But let's be honest. It's a fucking bad economy. Like, there's, like the only bragging he can do is, well, it would have been worse. Well, it would have been worse. Well, it would have been worse. So then there's a, a, a myriad of all these other topics that you'd love to hear him talk about. You know, I would love, you know, I saw him embrace Obamacare. I thought that was great. And I think that's important. And I yes, think it is. Uh, that kind of takes all something off of the board for the Republicans when yes, it comes it to undecided voters. But, um, I, I was very like, um, disappointed in the fact that you know after the fucking debate is over you watch msnbc and they're like oh man they should have talked about the fact that you know he's for gay marriage now and he's uh he, he's um got uh don't ask don't tell taken out of the military and you know uh romney and these guys are against women reproductive rights and so you know they're they're against gay marriage and, and just like all these other things and just like but those never came up because you don't get to decide the topics when you're in a debate you know it's unfortunate but 
unless you just want to pivot hard as fuck like it's just like and like this is what we talking about right? i'm changing the topic like even like because even as a much a bully as romney was he wasn't changing the topics no like he just was just haymaking just throwing wildly swinging these punches and it's like yeah the president was on the defensive the whole time man and i i did feel like uh it was kind of a fail as a as a like a clusterfuck of a debate because we should have gotten to hear as american people we should have gotten to hear about more than just uh a couple of topics man it was kind of sad that you know an hour and a half goes by and you feel like you only talked about three things you know Absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with you. It definitely is probably more on Jim than anything. I mean, I feel like that dude, hopefully this is his last, like, major debate because yeah. he just kind of, like... He was, blew that like, He didn't do anything. I mean, like, He's it was terrible. like he was on Twitter or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was. He got to go, man. Yeah. I, I, there was a point where that motherfucker was like, hold up now. And I was like, okay, he's going to get control. He's like, hold up one second, hold up. If you continue to talk about this... Then we had to cut some of the other topics. Go ahead. I was like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> you got him to shut up. Change topics. It's your job. <laughs> oh, man. I was so, uh, yeah. But, you know, the other thing I liked about this, though, um, you know, thinking long range is uh, I think the next debate is on foreign policy between uh, the presidential candidates. I know that we have a VP debate next week. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think they're both on foreign policy, the VP and the presidential yeah, I, I feel like that's another area where Obama has more accomplishments, mm-hmm. and uh, Romney's just going to try to uh, 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 play the um, well. This was a terrorist attack thing um, from from two weeks ago. He's just going to try to cha- turn spin that as hard as he can, but pretty much on every other thing, Obama's pretty much untouchable. Because like, yeah, I, I killed that dude. Mm, that's what y'all Republicans like. Y'all like that killing. I'm good at it. So it's, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how that shit works out. And but, throw up producers. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I guess I just heard so many people disasturbating about the debate. Where I was just like, man, it's even if you think it's an L, the it, the 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 actual election process is so much bigger than tonight, and okay. this has to start sometime. And I think, and if nothing else, if you feel like like he lost and you feel bad. Please use this as an impetus to like do something. Uh, yes, sir. Like, like, like at least feel like you know you do need to do something. If, if nothing else, I, I still think Obama's got this shit. But mm-hmm. you know what? Well, that's me. I'm confident. But, I do. Uh, too. Um, just I just want to say just like one more thing, mm-hmm. uh, Professor LCH. What's going on? Uh, right. <laughs> I need to see you in chat room somewhere. Mm-hmm. She all on and Twitter. I'm out, she all on Twitter <laughs> talking about us. She tweeting about the hashtag, but she scared, she shamed us, y'all. She won't come in the chat room. But thanks for calling, Sharif. All right, Sharif. All right, peace, peace man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Fresh LCH. Um, she she scared to um to chill with the real. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'll try to read her email. Let's see, hi, Rod and Karen. You owe a phone call. Let me get this. Hey, you're on with Blackout Black Tips. Tips. What's up? What's up, Mr. Rob? What's up, Miss Karen? How y'all doing, man? This Keith from Dallas, man. What up, Good, Keith, sweetie. How you doing? Uh, glad to see you out, man. And yes, I will accept the charges. Hey, man. <laughs> no doubt, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> you sick, man. Hey, man, I'm sorry about calling earlier, man. I don't really know the protocol because I usually be working on Saturdays, whatever. So this is my first time actually calling. It's, it's on, all good, um, man. The feedback show. 
It's all good. Okay. I think y'all y'all helped me figure out something. I think I figured out how to block calls now, so that that's good. Don't worry about it. What's up, man? Oh well, yeah, man. Well, one of you, I'm saying, one of the shows is about like having problems in the workplace and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom just recently had a situation where her car got scratched up. Um, some woman at work was giving her a real hard time. I think the chick bipolar or something. And it's like a real stressful job. Mm. And, you know, my mom didn't really know how to handle the situation. And I told her, like, yo, you got, like, an $800 iPhone. You know, hit the, hit the record button and just record this chick tripping the hell out. Mm. You know, because every time they, you know, they, you, know you got to write somebody up. And she would try it. And, you know, these people was protecting this woman. And I hate to play the race card, but it was kind of because she was white. It won. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, you know. The, the ball kind of Cuban bead that shit and was like, nah, she ain't do nothing. And I'm like, okay, cool. The mom come back, tells me, they caught the chick on camera keying up her new Mercedes, man. Oh! Then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, my mom had kind of like woke the chick up like six different times. So, not only they, they, they fired the woman, but my mom was like, you know what? I'm filing a lawsuit. I don't so blame they, her. They, yeah, they protected this chick, man. And it's crazy because it's like, you know what? She had, you know, voice recordings, like, three separate times at work. This woman just snapping on co-workers and going off. And, you know, like I say, who knows? Chick might be on medication, might be bipolar. You know, who knows, man? But it's just a crazy thing. That's something that should have addressed. Yeah, because yeah, you can't handle it the way you want to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom likes to handle stuff. She wants to talk. Try to mediate. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, you can't do that. that. Can't do not that. Not the and I'm just sitting in my truck laughing when I'm listening to her like, wow, my mom doesn't need to hear this shit. And you know, I let her peep it, and she was like, you listen to these people every day? I was like, nah, not every day, but, you know, just when they come on. And she was like, okay, well, I, I might need to check them out. Huh. I was like, all right, cool. You know, you on board now. It's like I say, man. Well, hi, Keith's mom. It's wild, man. Like I said, hey, I appreciate it. There's some damn good tips. And um, as far as you know, Romney and Obama. I didn't see the debate. My okay. old lady told me about it. I mean, you know, president, he's going to do what he's going to do. And people going to choose who they're going to choose. They're going to believe what they want to believe. That's right. Me personally, I mean, me personally, I mean, I don't believe totally, I, I don't agree totally with 100% of what Obama did. Oh, what happened? Oh, uh, we lost Keith. Um, oh, he just went away, didn't he? That was weird. Yes. But yeah, I don't know if, if Skype froze up or if his his phone just died, but Oh baby, you just went away. I went away? Yep. Oh shit. Hold on. Uh can they still hear us though? Can y'all hear me? Hello. No, I'm still I'm still here. I'm watching myself. Oh, mm, but no, but no, you you gone. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, am I still is 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 this still working in vocal? Anybody can uh, I guess not. Mm-mm. I don't hear. I don't see anybody. No, they can't hear us. No, no, no. All right, they just see me, but can't hear you. But can't hear right. nobody. Like, give me a second. Um, let me just go out and come back in. That should be just a second. Just tell them in the chat that I'm coming right back. 
That was weird. Maybe that's why we lost Keith too. Probably someone still talking to himself like, "Yep, y'all have a good one." And uh, you know what? Yeah, that that might be why. Let me see here. All right, can they hear me now? And I need to add Karen again. I don't even see Karen on here. Karen, are you uh? Y'all see Karen? Is Karen on here? Mm-mm-mm. They hear us. So that's good. Don't see Karen. Karen, did you leave or something or? Nope. All right, can you log out? C- c- go out and come back in for a second. Uh oh. Oh, so go all the way out. Yeah, I don't see you. Or you can right. try your setup again if you want to do that. But nobody can see you in the chat right now. Okay. Um. Anyway, let me take this time to read Professor LCH's uh. Commentary. You might get through it since 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 everything that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Maybe Skype fucked up. I I really don't know what happened, guys. Um, Sorry yeah. about that, Keith. If you come back and listen, we don't know what happened, dog. Yeah, and uh, I will try to add Karen back as soon as I can see her in the chat, guys. Um, all right. So uh, apparently, uh, Press LCH was saying, "You are so right." She probably wanted to shut it down. <laughs> Hi, Rod and Karen. You are so right to advise your listeners to document everything and let the professional evil bullies, professional evil slash bully, do what they do. Trust me when I tell you there's nothing like a paper trail and documentation. Nothing. I've represented government agencies when they were sued for discrimination. The pattern was consistent. First, the targeted employee is the best employee ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that in my Oprah voice. Of course. Then all of a sudden, and I mean all of a sudden, they are the worst employee ever. Yes. It's such an obvious smoking gun, so as no one in life is so Jekyll and Hyde. Nope. Yeah, we actually, um, like I said, I remember there was a NASCAR thing here where, where they had that same issue where black woman was the best employee ever, got sexually harassed, got called a nigger at job. Filed a uh, uh, filed a grievance with human resources, not even a lawsuit, and immediately became the worst employee and was fired. So it's like, do y'all know how this works? Because that shit ain't gonna stand up in court. <laughs> like, no one's gonna believe she was one fucking report away from being the worst. Um, moreover, they they these kind of discriminators go far too overboard to document the targeted legal employees every anything. They displayed a quote unquote fake smile. They didn't respond to criticism. They refused to sign their evaluation, which in one year fell from exceeds expectations to unacceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that you ain't got to sign that evaluation, by the way. No, you don't. And that's why I always be evaluating they ass. I'll be like, yes, and add if, my shit to the list. Yes. And if it's something I don't agree with, I'll be like, hey, I don't agree with this. You know, they also give you a piece of at the end where you can make your own comments. I've had to make my own comments to dispute with the whole thing. I signed it, but I just I don't agree yeah. with none of this bullshit. I'm like, I want my shit to be on record. This is where y'all fucked up. How about that? Yep. I didn't get the training I needed. Mm-hmm. You mad? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, it always led to a settlement. The only question was how much, meaning how badly did the employer uh, ultimately screw the employee? I never saw a smart discriminator, but maybe the truly evil ones stay under the radar and do their dirt and damage. That's true. I think the ones that really are good at discriminating, it'll never get to court. Yeah, they do it just enough where 
you would have to be really on top of your shit in order to get you a bit more advice if you don't mind for listeners who feel they are discriminated against in the workplace don't forget to document every antacid therapy session ice pack aspirin and broken relationship that occurs during around and often i mean after the discrimination and yes even if they fire you even if you quit that kind of quitting is called constructive discharge and essentially is the law's recognition that they forced you out. The legal theory is that by horrible treatment, they effectively fired you. Owen's spoken word for the white man was everything. Yes, it was. Snap, 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 snap. Your smile at Don, and yes, do smile at Don. He is nice, Karen. LOL. Professor I'm LCS. glad. So, yeah, apparently um, we got through a whole thing. Am I uh interrupted uh let me check yes you are i'll make add you back so we got through a whole email of hers uninterrupted and i'm very disappointed um that keith didn't call back um or skype is fucking up shelly writes in hey guys i was writing an email about my office building but it was too fucking long so chili grapes on that and chili grapes on me for misspelling rod's name last week in my itunes review <laughs> we still love you. It'll never happen again, I promise. Uh, it happens all the time. I don't, I don't worry about it, honestly. It's funny, but yeah, I don't care. Cliff notes on my office bully story. She's a slayed, passive-aggressive, self-hating bitch. I I no longer work with her on the co- or the company for that matter. I didn't leave because of her. I was offered a new position with a dramatic pay raise and resigned after five and a half years of being there. It really bothers me that you have to deal with someone at work that doesn't realize they're replaceable. Don't yeah, we I I knew a guy one time that uh he's a real dick to everybody at the job, just mean as fuck, very just disrespectful to the bosses, like just uh reprehensible human being, just not a friendly person. Um and uh you know, just I I don't know how you would even want to be his boss. And so he he tried to play hardball and say, I, I got a, a job offer from somewhere else that's going to give me more money, so y'all better pay me or I'm going to quit. And they was like, okay, then. Matter of fact, we don't need no two weeks notice. You can go. Yes, sir. So they let him go, and then he called back like a couple of days later like, well, I could come back and work maybe part-time. They was like, something. no. Yeah, it was like, nah. You you, had you a- called our bluff. That's what you get. Yeah. Anyway, don't ever forget your place is the workplace. Um People get to a certain point in their professional lives where they feel they're untouchable, and that's never the case. It doesn't matter if you're a cheese or Kool-Aid lover. Your ass can get let go, too, son. Anywho, she can continue to suck it wherever she is, a token black, alone, sad, and extremely underpaid. Sidebar, when I resigned, I was doing the I Quit dance a la Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince. Remember that episode where Will and Carton tricked him into thinking he won the lotto and that nigga was breaking vases and jumping on the couch? Ha <laughs> ha! That's what she typed. Anyway, love you guys. Keep it up. And hope you two will be able to quit a la Jeffrey one day. Thank you, Shells. Uh, Jessica says, hi, Karen Arai. It's me, Jessica. Hey, baby. The official librarian of the Black Owl Tips. Oh, shit. We up in the library? Library. Black people. (laughs) Black people cannot say library. Good God. It's been a long time since... I know all the white people listening just did that. Shaking their heads. No, they did that Herman Cain smile at Karen's ignorance. Like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Now say ambulance. No. Say ambulance. I tear that one up, too. And just so you know, it's the the, uh, you, you, and you, mo, you show. 
Uh, you got kicked out again? No, I'm there. We're both there. But for some reason, it's only showing one of us at a time. I can't what? get to do a multi shot. Son of a whore. What is going on? You see it? You see yeah, I see it's just me. I don't know what's but, going on. Because you guys. see, look, look, if I do this, if I do this, it changes. So we're both there. What, what are you doing when you say if you do this? Uh, we're uh, going into the uh, video mixer. I can mix us up. Where, where's it at? Oh, here? Yep. All right, I'll, I'll fix it. That's not a problem. Oh, let's see here. <laughs> Just doing it to you. Well, calm down. I'm, I got it. Just trust me. Bam. There you go. Thank you, sweetie. Women. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jessica writes in, speaking of women. Hi, Karen and Rod. It's me, Jessica, the official librarian of the Blackout Tips. It's been a long time since my last email, and I just wanted to say in response to Rod's, what do you do about the masturbators question? That I am not a public librarian, so I don't have any personal experience, but my friends who are just yell at them. Oh, Lord. Huh. So librarians got friends of other, they another library? Like, it's a whole group? I know. I guess that. You got por- regionals? I guess that pornography I watched was true. Yeah, shout out to the librarians. I'm assuming Jessica has her hair in a bun and some reading glasses. Oh, that's the only way to be a librarian. Uh, I would do it like Dave Chappelle. Hey, put your goddamn cock away. <laughs> And Karen, I honestly don't know what is up with the Dewey Decimal System. I failed the test in library school. I'm a Library of Congress classification girl anyway. My f- uh, Dewey Decimal System makes no sense. My feedback might be a little all over the place, and I know some of it is probably old, so I apologize in advance, but I wanted to write in because I heard your episode about about how 99% of relationships will fail, and thank you. Oh, you're thank welcome. Hmm. I need that's not the response I expected you're, you're welcome. to get from, uh, look, man, stop trying to be all in love and shit. Like, I thought he was going to be like, fuck you. My love is real. Oh, she was like, it's true. Mm-mm. Thank you for telling me the truth. I needed to hear this discussion. Not that any of it was new. Everything you said are truths I've learned over time. I'm only 28, but I've been single for a long time. And yeah, anytime I've gotten close to not being single, it has freaked me out. I am good with that because I know that not everyone has to be in a relationship. Mm-mm. I guess I started worrying about it lately because I just had my birthday and I just read some blog posts from old from one of my friends complaining about not having a man. And I wondered if I should be worried about it, too. Honey, if you ain't worried about it, don't be worried about it. Don't, don't you get caught in that trap. A lot of times yeah. folks get caught in that trap. But if you're happy where you are, be happy where you are if you're single. Yeah, worried about osmosis and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but hearing you guys say that some of us should be single and cool and be cool with that mm-hmm. was comfort comforting because I'm one of those people. So thanks. And if I do get married or something, it will be for a better reason than see, I tricked this guy into thinking I was the game changer. Yes. I should also add that I grew up Mormon and went to BYU and that culture, that culture is really, really, really into you getting married ASAP. And I know that has messed uh, me up a little. Yeah, so anyway, if you want to ask me some Mormon questions, feel free to ask those too. Uh, now, this is going to sound fucked up, Jessica, but I don't really ask religious questions because I don't care. There's True. no, there's yeah, no answer that can satisfy my opinion. <laughs> it's like nigga you be doing that shit that's too much yeah just you know (laughs) love who you want to love when it comes to your god yeah i'm like what you got six six wives i don't care 
don't care. Um, as long as it's all consensual and, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. As long as everybody signed the papers. Like that's what's funny when people be like, you know, Mormons believe black people used to be uh was supposed to be slaves. Like nigga, all of them did. Yeah, like, everybody. This is like, not an exception. This is not new. Like Christianity ain't no better because y'all was oh we was like twenty years ahead of them. Man, get the fuck out of here. That ain't no good reason to be mad at Romney and Mormons and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> my best friend is pretty much the whitest guy I know. Cheese on cheese on cheese. Ah! That's on cheese on cheese on cheese. But he listens to the show with me and sometimes Twib too. It's hilarious watching him react to some of the stories, especially guess the race. But this mystical shit was the best ever. I first listened to it on the bus on my way home from work. And yeah, totally turned into that crazy lady on the bus laughing out loud. But then I played it for him when I got home. When he listened to Mystical's Day Off, the only thing he could say was, how is Karen so funny? How did she come up with that? She is the funniest. <laughs> so thanks Karen for making us laugh so hard it hurt yeah. you're welcome sweetie I still laugh about that that shit about the day off I was like god damn still funny <laughs> oh and Rod thanks for letting us know how not normal I am when you talked about your diarrhea and how you can't say that is the reason you are going home when you are leaving work I cocked my head to the side and said what out loud because I always let my boss know oh man that's a horrible way to find out that you're not I hate to tell y'all this, but all these people that wrote me like, I tell my boss that mm, y'all weird. Don't try to act like it's me. You <laughs> yeah, can, you can do it, right? I'm not. Or, yeah, they used to, yeah. like you teaching your kids about their body parts. They used to be favors. You be like, look, 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 I got the shits. I'm right. out. I'm not joining y'all's <laughs> club of shitters at, that have to go home and tell the boss about it sorry <laughs> try to act like we y'all not alone no you can do it just go up there no you can't don't believe them y'all i ain't never seen nobody do that shit in my life oh man i got a shit all right y'all i know it's only <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning i'm out i'm out you can't do that you gotta i have my period i'm out <laughs> again mm-hmm. it come on all the time shouldn't have had that chinese um, I use the word diarrhea and now I know why she looks at me like I'm crazy, but I guess she also figures if I'm being honest, that it's got to be really bad type of diarrhea and she lets me go home right away. <laughs> I know it's so. Yeah. Who can argue with that? Honestly. I, I mean, I almost feel like I should use it just cause no one can, you can't win. That shit is the big joker. So, yo, man, if I don't leave now, I'm just going to shit my pants. And no one wants to see this. No, no one wants to smell this in office. I didn't know people don't just say they have diarrhea. It happens to everybody. Why wouldn't you just say what is wrong with you? Like, hey, I got to go home and shit for two or three days. See you when I get back. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm making some correlations with my diarrhea, honesty, and my relationship status. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope you don't be on the first date. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I got to go. That's yeah, a, I'm sorry. I have diarrhea. Talk to you tomorrow. Yes. Hopefully. What do, what do you mean you won't accept my friend request on Facebook? Any too uh, busy, too busy shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Jessica's page and see if she uh if she if her if her Facebook page is full of like shitting again at take <laughs> diarrhea. You know how it is, guys. Up top. <laughs> Shouldn't hate that. Yeah. Anyway, you wanna go out Sunday? Uh anyway, I'm gonna try to write <laughs> more regularly. Thank you for being so rat great. So ratchet and for everything else you are, the show is the greatest thing that ever happened to my iPhone. Thanks, Karen, for always retweeting me and not blocking me. Okay, sorry for the long email. Bye now. <laughs> and support your local library. Jessica, the official librarian of the Blackout Tips. 
PSO, and I'm back on the vegetarian thing too. I took off the summer, but now I'm back at it. Good. We glad you're back. And no, sweetie, you're a real person. That's why I don't block you. <laughs> Uh, episode number 69, or I mean 364 BDSM from, uh, Professor LCH. Hi, Rod and Karen. Dr. Oz has big dick swagger. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> you know what, Feminista Jones? Sigh. Oh. I guess it's all them supplements he recommends. <laughs> Probably is. At any rate, I think Karen ran off Feminista Jones. Karen was gearing up with her mm-hmms, and I know it so. <laughs> And that old intense probing list of questions, too, I hollered. Regarding scandal, Rod, I might have tried to pull the scissors out the person's neck, too. Sorry, Rod. Well, they be dead in your, and you be looking like the murder victim, the murder suspect, too. Yes, you better call them one more and ask them what to do. If they tell you to put it out, that's a whole nother thing. Hey, man, all y'all take a CPR class. The shit is only like an hour, and if nothing else at least you won't be uh fucking framed for murder ah shit i ain't <laughs> had one in years i didn't need to go to the wire and walk in and pull a knife out their neck uh, and kill them uh I, I it would it would depend on who it is i would feel like oh don't hurt anymore i'm going to make it better uh <laughs> but okay maybe i don't maybe i don't now thanks to this episode see in addition oh, to God, ratchet we save your life see in addition to ratchet you provide a public service uh, that guess the race story about the facial infection from a spa made me googly young. How did, <laughs> how, how, how did her face end up that way and she didn't leap from the chair at any earlier point? I've never seen a face so oddly and irregularly jacked. She looked a bit like Shrek but rougher. How does one's facial skin curl and furrow like a horn from a facial? Oh my God. Yes. Creeped out. Professor LCH, it, a.k.a. the official Smilodon of the Blackout. It was nasty, girl. It was so bad, man. Ah. I'd have sued the hell out of them, too. Mm. The, the worst part is when they always show the person who did these botched surgeries, and they look like a fucking duck, too. It's like, well, so what were yeah, you thinking? everybody quacking. Like, you, that's what you thought looked good, was duck face. Mm-hmm. You said, I want some of that on my face. No waterproof face, huh? Uh, episode, a.k.a. Goddamn Do Your Job. Um, ah. Hi, Rod and Karen. There are times when I encounter people who say things so fundamentally flawed, I don't know what to say. I'm literally dumbstruck without response capacity. Why is that? It's because they've caused the quote unquote conversation to go to levels so outside of intellectually normal spaces. Uh, my brain stalls out, not because I'm so smart, but because the premise, <clears throat> the premise is something that is so whack. It's like I don't understand the language. That is why I agree with you, you on your post-debate analysis. Beyond belief, progressives have a bag of, period. I don't know, a bag of dicks, bag of sit your ass down. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was I had a bag, a bag of, something. of something. You guys got a bag. Fill in the blank. She don't like cursing and stuff. Um, and she don't say the N-word, so it could be bag of niggas. I don't know. <laughs> Just, bag of smellodons. Mm. Yeah. I know it's, it might be what chill gives people a bag of. I don't just know that y'all got a bag of some things. Yes. Uh, liberals, time for a new pull-up. This one is soaked. MSNBC, no, never. You're not that clever. Strategy, long game, on message, steady, unflappable. Do these folks not know President Obama? I know that was the thing. It's like, yes. But that's what he is. Like, I, I guess... Um, I feel like if he would have really been so different in this debate than other times, 
people would have played clips from old debates and kind of showed the contrast yes sir um but that really didn't happen mm-hmm. like instead what i noticed is they showed clips from his speeches compared to his debates um which i think is telling because the truth of the matter is uh barack obama the president has always been a much better speech uh deliverer than a debater mm-hmm. and that's just that's that's his strength you know yes it is so so i've always thought that uh i, I find it odd that they keep going well where is this president and it's like from a speech it's like well that president has never shown up to any of the debates hello not not from any not at any point so i kind of feel like you guys are trying to change him mm-hmm. to feel better about yourself so you can feel like oh he won that in my eyes and uh and i'm also not sure that uh, a victory in the way that some democrats liberals progressives would like would play as well across the country i'm not sure of it. i'm not saying it's impossible but it's it would definitely be risky for him to come out and be attacking and kind of bullying like romney was mm-hmm. um it would be very uh, would you risk a uh, four years of presidency presidency mm-hmm. on it i don't know i don't think i would but it would i don't know that that would play well everywhere some people mm-hmm. would be like oh no this is the kind of black person that scares me of course what is he one of those sons of anarchy one one niners um he clean cut enough she says i hate everyone but you the black guy who tips you oh my god this is the closest i've ever wanted to dream about you and karen says listen to the show <laughs> Rolling on the floor, <laughs> laughing my ass off. Oh, my. Not dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we fucking? That's the question there. The Blackout Tips analysis of first debate killed the game dead. I couldn't say more, but why? You've said it all. Kudos. That's right. Mega dittos um, to us. Professor <laughs> LCH, a.k.a. Smile of Don, yours. Thank you very much. Yes, um, ma'am. We also had a couple more. My man Malcolm Edgecomb. The official homophobe of the podcast says, "Episode three sixty five, putting a beating to that speech, putting a beat to that speech was fire. That's one good talking negro." Is that the whole thing? <laughs> Mountain dog. Uh, you should drop a beat behind the whole speech and fo- post it as a bonus episode. Uh, no, but thank you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's one good talking negro. Um, the damn cheese eaters and the beer drinkers. This is from Sean, aka Flash Dark One. What up, Rod and Karen? It's Sean, aka Flash Dark One, the black dude in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. So I got my damn tickets to the Brewers game in Milwaukee last week. I guess the Miller Park people weren't down with putting up my cheese eater hashtag the blackout test message that had you guys rolling. They just put my name on the scoreboard, and I guess someone just said, hell no to my original message. <laughs> Damn, that would have been epic. Oh, they edited your message, dog. I was so mad, I wanted to grab a spike bat and go Method Man on them. <laughs> oh, forward again. Almost sorry to let everyone down. Guess I'll just buy a Blackout to his t-shirt, find a way to get on TV myself. Love the show, though. Keep up the good work. Oh, man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for trying, though. Yeah, you're thank welcome, you for trying. Sweetie. Man, that would have been so goddamn awesome. 
You wouldn't have been able to tell us shit though, so it's probably better it didn't happen. <laughs> ain't it though? They're like, I ain't doing no more shows until mm. I get a million dollars. I'm out. <laughs> we were on TV. We had created new racism. Yes, we did. Um, it's official now, y'all. It was I know. At the baseball game. All right. My favorite chicken and chicken couple from Amber P. Ah. There is something I need to get off my chest. Rod tried to put my biz on Front Street trying to act like i had a crush on him yeah she said she had a secret crush on some of her listeners oh and uh she was and then she came back later and said it definitely was not me and chloe because she didn't want no problems with karen and shirley oh sweetheart Mm-mm. which is smart which you is know smart. what that's okay because roger said all the women he tweet we go with him anyway yeah. so y'all tweet so y'all go together yeah we already go together yes anyway. you do you just didn't know that but it, yeah but it's smart though i mean i i've seen karen get mad y'all y'all don't don't ever tell us anything about motherhood okay <laughs> be careful amber <laughs> she says when in actuality he was the one sniffing around my podcast rss feed and next thing you know I have posted two Buffy bonus episodes and homeboy is the father. I went to plan podcasting to have the episodes deleted, but life begins at upload. So I couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I have a story for y'all. Debbie dad doesn't listen to his own bonus episodes. Now estimate the ethnicity. <laughs> that was a trick question. It's a Negro rod and a honky. Cause I'm still chasing down the cheese either that I got those Doctor Who bonus episodes by, but I don't know where 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 in time and space that cracker ass cracker is. <laughs> time and space. That's okay, cause seventeen percent of all your Twitter followers are mine now. Anyway, <laughs> first of all, you gonna have to take me on more. That I'm not sure. I'm the, that Buffy don't look like me. That Buffy episode. Look like it could look like anybody, and uh, I know seventeen percent. That percentage is pretty high, sir. I know you've been with a lot of men that you know like Buffy, and uh, you know I'm bring some other Buffy men on there, and bring my dancing shoes because I, I think I'm gonna get off on this one, <laughs> you know. But if it is my baby, I take care of mine. You be, you better, sir. Every I will make him Amber. Every more episode got that one moment where it's like, he if, will, if he, it is mine, I take care of mine. But but hell no, they ain't my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it better not be my take baby. Care of, he will love Buffy to the end. It's like, how the fuck you going to party so hard if it's not your baby, but you still would be a good father? I don't believe you. One of these things is a lie. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm going to be a great father, but it better not be mine because I brought my dancing shoes and I uh, got a whole routine. <laughs> Damn, they pink. Anyway, real talk. You guys rock. I heart you both. Karen, you have been on fire. Your one-liners are coming fast and furious. Your creepy dude and gay rapper and mad lesbian voice are so <laughs> on point. <laughs> I'm in hot Atlanta for Thanksgiving of the smallpox. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving of the smallpox. Uh, so I will wave to y'all as I fly over. Rock on, cool kids. Oh man, we will, Amber. And uh, yeah, make sure you give out the blankets to any American, uh, Native Americans you see. Uh, they they like that. Tipping from Michelle B. I know uh, this is the same person that wrote the show. I think we started with her feedback, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read my comments on the show. We have. We did. And we responded. But maybe I was too harsh for my viewer tipping. I realized that I'm going to have to up my A game and have money 
enough money to dine and shop in the rich areas because since i posted that message i have been getting nothing but excellent service from places that i cannot normally afford to go to anyway thanks for reading this michelle b well you welcome i feel like we came full circle today and we um, did michelle she she we didn't even have to fuss at her or say anything and uh i'm glad to see that she uh you know, she feels that way. Good for you, Michelle. Yes. All right, man. We've talked entirely too long. Three hours on a feedback show. Of course, t- two and a half hours of that is Karen talking about motherhood. But other than that, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 uh, a.m. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, I don't know who the guest will be. I was trying to reach out to a couple people, but we'll see what happens with that. If not, we'll do the show by ourselves. We don't care. We'll do it live. I know it's soon. Uh, com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Um, check the about section of the site, theblackouttips.com slash about. And you can find all the contact information, like the phone number and all that stuff, email. Uh, so, yeah, do that. And until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. when i pull up it's over i pull up it's over when i pull up it's over i pull up it's over when i pull up it's over i pull up it's better cuff your chin cuff your chin she hit the chin this the chin bitch i pull up it's over i pull up it's over when i pull up it's over i pull up it's over when i pull up it's over i pull up it's better Morning, riding, yawning, can't turn my beat up. On the way to a Bible with a grip that I can kick my feet up. See the candy was shining, freshly priming, first time I seen her. Now she wanna ride high with her head in the sky and look down on all her people. Ain't it crazy how pavement be cracking when I'm slamming them bows? Hoes go to jump in and can't find the hammers on my doors. So much working and working in here, I should install a pole. For them strippers that love to suck and fucking get, get down on the floor. Transformers can't fuck with this. Not the way my dog flips. Got scrapers tall when I creep across that crib or solar clip. Rise of the H in my trunk. When my terrier swing down, make a protest go like the rapture. Pro with my old school come around. When I pull up, it's over. I pull up, it's over. When I pull up, it's over. I pull up, it's over. When I pull up, it's over. I pull up, it's better cuff your chin, cuff your chin. She hit the chin, this the chin's bitch. I pull up, it's over. I pull up, it's over. Place so wet that it hit the spot and I'ma quench thirst Man, little nigga should've did it first You was holding hands and I was in a purse I'm getting thrown up on the city like She right side, chicken lipstick Trying to make sure that her kid is right We in the parking lot with the truck open and sipping Sending outside the wheel with the wood grain wheel like it's 1996 Yeah, trick, I'm riding dirty Tricks up, bitch, I know you heard me Trying to get the leg with the 84s They just don't say back for mercy I just swerve and swing and bang it Beware, cause the whole might leave you hanging Better let them know I'm
drip the drape with that tuck of stitch and them folds and folds on my peel right. Candy paint on that body, man. man. Chrome the grill and that woman. woman. Them belts and bucks and fifth wheel on the truck. You will hear me knock when I'm coming. Come. That face so hard that it's numbing. Numb. That chrome so shiny is blinding. Blind. Them seats so soft that I'm sinking in them. So it's no need.